Hey, this is Marv Wolfman, co-creator of the Teen Titans, and you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. Strong, very strong. That was almost, and I'm I'm back from the con and somewhat well rested. Woohoo! Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're half right. Oh. I am back from the con. Wow. Yeah. The illusion is gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy time, fun time. If you could kick your volume up just a little bit, both of you, that'd be great. A little. That'd yeah. Be cool because you're 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 deaf because of all the exactly mucus in your brain. And I have earballs. I have much fluid in my body, and most of it's pooling in my ear canals. That is lovely. Yeah, my sinuses too, but that's okay. You should you should paint with that. I should. Some of the best artists have added an extra little ingredient to their paint. Of course they have. Yeah. I can't claim to have done that in the past, but I know people who have. Personally or just based on? No, personally. Of... Personally. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever painted with blood? Yes. Yes, I oh, have. Why am I not surprised? Seriously. <laughs> Dude, I, I paint with blood and shit before I paint with sperm. What about shite? Eh, No. But I'm not ruling it out. I mean, if it the the, the if something ended up under his fingernails, as he's you know, if the if the mood arises and there's some on a plate, then yeah, I'll use it. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Getting off to a rollicking start. You are a freak. Jesus <laughs> Christ! How are we such good friends? Because you love me. I know you do. Oh my goodness! You proved it. Oy. We know each other's triggers, and and we just back off, and that's how it is. True. Yeah. Trigger scent like X23. Right. And we hope you're triggering your pleasure centers because this, my friends, is 11 o'clock comics, episode 567, our ginormous post New York Comic Con 2018 <laughs> show. And I am Vince B. Oh, you are Vince B. I miss you so much. It was a quick handful of days. And I am David A. Price. That is very true. And I am Sigurd Jarlson. Wait, that's not who you said you were going to be this exactly, week. Exactly right. Thank you. I forget who you said you were going to be, <laughs> but I, that's not who you were supposed to be. Well, that's who I am. Okay, you are not Sigurd Jarlson, the, the look-alike to the son of Odin. You're Jason Wood, everybody, in the house. And... Praise Kirby. The list of specials is back up at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door for a fraction of what everybody else is paying. This month, wow. In trade paperback heaven this month. Get this. I'm pimping DC, and not one, but two books from the Distinguished Competition. Uh, Dark Days, The Road to Metal... And Dark Knight's Metal are both offered this month in trade paperback form. Now, they are previously offered in hardcover. That is not this. These are trades, as I said. The cover price of Dark Days, The Road to Metal is $19.99. You got your Schneider, Andy Kubert. You got some Jim Lee and Scott Williams. You got a bunch of uh, classy, eh, let's call them modern-day legends. $19.99 cover price, $9.99, 50% off. And Dark Knight's Metal... We've been lax 
on metal and it seems like it's driving the dc bus it not, is not only with batman but with the new age books and the mm -hmm. justice league books and just like it seems metal is the fulcrum which instigates the dc lever so uh we got to read it scott snyder greg capullo a massive 280 i think page trade paperback that includes two issues that wasn't included in the hardcover so if you waited for the trade you're kind of making out even better 1999 cover price which is respectable for this book mm -hmm. but you are so smart i'll give you my big hug you know where to go 999 at discount comic book service so you can have dark knight's metal and the road to metal dark days for the same price as one of them you get two for the price of one what is going on here before you continue yeah um i'm gonna call an audible and i'm going to the, the, now now this is the october previews for book shipping in january right mm -hmm. okay which means when we Wait, order this December. Oh, it's December. Yes, yeah, I think it's so December. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. Okay, so even even better then. So if since February is a short month, Show. Why don't we Why don't we go ahead mm -hmm. and just announce that the February book of the month will be Dark Knight's Metal? Cool. Why don't we just shoot the whole wad and say the book of the month is the Road to Metal and Metal? It's two for the price uh, of one. Well, because I want to make sure we have, because it, you tend to get your trades before I do, the month that's before true. I do. Yeah. So I want to make sure, that's why I figured February was a shorter month. If we get it, if, if, if I get it at the latest, the first week in February, that gives me time to read it. Okay, let's just put it down on paper, Dark Knight's Metal. But okay. if we should stray a little bit and talk about the road that's fine. in tandem, then that's good. But at least on paper, it's Dark Knight's Metal. Book of the Month for February 2019. Oh, God. Yes. Next, right? yeah. Next up from Marvel. Again, this doesn't need any pimping, but what the hell? I enjoyed it. We all did. It's uh, Dead Deadpool Scotty Young trade paperback. His name's in the fucking title of the trade paperback. Mm -hmm. Dead Deadpool Scotty Young trade paperback, volume one. Merkin hard for money. Uh, it's a seventeen ninety nine cover price. Collects issues one to six that Scotty did with Nick Klein and Scott Hepburn. Beautiful stuff. It's it's a riot and well it's Scotty. Uh you can have it for eight ninety nine. That's half price. That's insane. Last but not least, I thought I'd throw a little curveball and go with something I really love from Dynamite. It's Hack Slash versus Chaos. Woohoo! Uh Tim Seeley's writing it. Rafa Labosco's drawing it. You got your Cassie Hack and Vlad meets Evil Ernie, Purgatory. Uh, chastity and all them chaos characters it's 399 cover price this is number one uh, i don't know if i said that and your price is a dollar 99 look at that i don't know how long it's going to run doesn't say but it's number one so get it dcbservice.com that's cheapness dcbservice.com does not mind late orders or order editions and you get your books all shipped all nice and safe and sound ding dong right to your door go there dcbservice.com yeah yep yeah. It's the best. It is. Yeah, bar none. Got bubble wrap in my box this week. Oh, really? Like a different kind of bubble wrap than I've ever. It's they're trying out something new. Oh, it's. it's I think I got the. Um, was it the like the Amazon Air pockets? Yeah. Where, Dap. Wherever you talked into the microphone just then, that is your yeah. sweet spot. 
That that is your sweet spot. Stay there. I'm like not anywhere near the microphone. Well, you're very loud. Okay, then. Yep. So it's good. People love to hear you. And hear you they shall. I don't know about that, but okay. What are we drinking? Uh, We we imbibed a lot over the course of the New York Comic Con, but I'm continuing the trend. I'm, I'm I'm drinking beer. I'm drinking Yingling Lager. It's almost gone. Sell out. It's I know. I'm a jerk. I'm Kanye. It's almost gone. Oh, no. So. no, you are not. But you know, it, well, Houndstooth was offering it. Um, it was a special. So I mean, it's 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 fine. I will make a I'll proclamation. Allow. Yingling less than Killian's Irish Red. I really love Killian's Irish Red. I'm on the other side of that trade. Really? You think Yingling's better? Much better. All right. Wow. Well, let's let's. This is the ultimate test. Yingling versus Killian's versus Sam Adams. Oh, Sam Adams is like swill. What? We're done. Sam Adams is the clearly the superior beer out of those three. Uh, it would. Be, I would. I'm literally on the. I, I'm Yingling, Killian, Sam Adams. Wow. I don't even know you anymore. Are you drinking your Yingling in your uh, in your Oktoberfest? I month? am. How did you know? That's great. Well, why wouldn't I? You gave it to me, so now I'm going to use it during the episodes. Fantastic. Right? Even with wine? No, you never mix. I learned that from you. Well, I mean, wine can still fit in that glass. I just didn't. It it can fit in it, but then the the traces of the. It's like your favorite frying pan. You never. You can wash it, but. Yeah, it's not going to scour. No, whatever. But anyway, yeah. So uh, who wants to go next? Jason, what are you drinking? Uh, I am not drinking alcohol. I am drinking hot tea, and I have some cherry Schweppes seltzer to uh, drink after I'm done with my tea. Wow. Maybe a hot toddy at the end of that? Jesus. That would be <laughs> alcohol, so no. Oh, it, it, there's... <laughs> yes, uh, yes, a hot toddy is... is um, I almost is made perfect. myself cough. And I can't do that because I will not stop. <laughs> Dap, what are you swilling on? Um, I am enjoying some delicious old favorite uh, Mato Backbone Cabernet Sauvignon. Nice, nice. I had a laugh at you when we were talking. Did you? Yes, a giggle, a chuckle when when we were talking. So unusual. Post post con, we're on the slack, and everybody settled in, and you're like, I gained a fucking pound. <laughs> and you said you said goddamn beer. It's like yeah, it it could not have been that ginormous fucking brownie Sunday thing. Right, it was a chocolate chip cookie Sunday. <laughs> and that, that the one th- with all that walking, dude. I had a hell of a lot more beer than I fucking had ice cream that weekend. Uh, well, you were. I you had did... beer at every fucking every meal we had. I had a yes, beer, but except dinner at that at at. at when I had but the ice cream. that dessert was at least a thousand calories. At I least shit. I still no, but, walked a ton. No, but I'm saying, but if you're trying to put blame on it, that dessert was equal to about six beers. I'd say four, but yeah, you're right. Well, it depends on what kind of beer. Right, right. But he did have more beer than usual. But the sweet tooth was strong this weekend. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, he was. He was sweet. I, uh, I was. I don't know what. The, Pretty Ricky. I guess, yeah, I guess. I guess all the. They said that offset it after all that beer, but yeah, no, it was. Um, and at least, I, because listen, I don't, I, I, I like you know, Vince at least suggested wine from time to time, but based on the meals we had, I, I wasn't about to 
to waste a glass of wine on on a yeah. on a burger or we drank like some that. wine though. Yeah. Oh, we did. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I don't drink wine when I go out. I gotta have I beer. Th- uh, I actually had wine at a couple meals we had. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And then I had an awesome Shirley Temple. So yeah. So it was it was good. <laughs> cool. All right. Do we have any thank yous before we launch into the the con recap? Other mm-hmm. other than the, the thank yous that will eventually pop up during the discussion, I mean. Yeah, I mean, right, the, right. the thank you for Reed, um, but uh, and and for yeah, that's that that's it at the moment. I, I do I I I, I did chuckle though when um, since since you forgot who Jason was supposed to be, and so did Jason, which is why you know he. Was, anyway, how are we starting this off? Why do you remember who I was supposed to be? Ah, uh, vaguely, but no, I I can't say. But you, you were very. Does David, remember? You were pleased with yourself. I remember. You're like, that's what I'm going to be. And that's what I'm going to be. Yeah, I yeah. do remember being pleased in the moment, and I totally forgot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All yeah, right. I was pretty pleased to be Sigurd Jarlson too. So, oh, well, who wouldn't be? He's a hunk of hunk of man. Odin's son. Right. <laughs> well, um, I guess we should start at the beginning with day one. Which was um, hellish to get to, to say the uh, least. I'd like, I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to go hit the wayback button and start the night before. Yes. Okay, yeah. y'all rolled in my crib. Listen, it's, I mean, yes, we, we, we. The con recap: the weekend starts when we all are together, and that includes even when we're at Heroes or Chicago, that includes the road trips or, or, or the flights or whatever. It's We're going to talk about the convention, but yes, our, our weekend officially starts once we're all in the presence of each other. And this time was Wednesday night. Right. It's true, but I just wonder how much of that minutia is going to just fall to the fast forward button you know what i mean i'm just saying like do people want to hear all of it i mean if you want to hear all of it then they want the rundown okay then give it to them but i mean it would i I really just was going to say you guys all rolled to my crib on wednesday night and we we did it up we uh yeah it was low-key it was i mean we 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 enjoyed some wine we 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 chatted a bit but we knew that um we we had uh somewhat of of an early start and sure uh, since since they started this construction over at the Lincoln Tunnel, so so we knew we had to leave a little earlier than than years past. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, it was somewhat of an early night, and three of uh, us and our boy Roland, yeah. After skipping last year, was back in the fold this year, coming uh, seven hundred and twelve hours from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> a baby could gestate, and how long it takes to come from Australia. Sure. But uh, I was I had grand plans. On the drive, thinking about it on the drive in, I said, okay, um, I'm going to do my previews video and at Jason's house, it'll be awesome. It'll be a new location and, you know, it, the patrons will, will love it and maybe we can all do our previews videos. And I was stupid and didn't order a previews in my, on this, that month's DCB. S order and when my box came there was no previews in it so all my my plans were dashed but it would have been fun except i brought the previews down and we spent the whole night going through previews you did but i was thrown off i was thrown off mm. because because when i plan something and it doesn't go almost exactly as i plan it i i gotta switch it up and it was just i was, i don't know i wasn't feeling it, mm-hmm. and it you know what i'm saying no i mean yeah but yeah the commute was was hella rough going in on on thursday 
it it took what an hour and a half maybe i think more longer more? yeah yeah it was rough no 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 denying that but uh we what time we get i don't even remember what time do we get into the con it was after 10 Ma, it, it yeah way after 10 yeah it was like 11 uh, 30 wasn't it yeah 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 which is crazy considering you only live like 20 miles away true we 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 switched it up this year we didn't go to artist alley first we did not we went to the main floor yep and why did we do that vince because i had a mission to accomplish and that was to procure a an exclusive mega man vinyl figure for my daughter mia of which there were only 300 made i did get one but um in hindsight it didn't look like they were flying off the shelves i think they still had them on sunday it's true which is is it's okay because i got it when i wanted it and mm-hmm. with my luck if i didn't then they would have gone quickly but i i did get it so that you know i felt a little bit more at ease and um allowed me to just you know meander for the rest of the time we were on the uh, show floor meandering is the best thing to do you love meandering i do Uh, when i see you start looking up at the ceiling i know i'm meandering a little too much no i have to say one thing that is just vastly different for me now at this point in my life whereas you two you haven't changed is i find looking through long boxes insufferable sorry <laughs> i will never lose that love no you too i mean you too could do it for hours without yep yep let a pause we'd be like homer simpson we'd go in clean shaven we'd come out we'd have full-grown beards that's how long yeah. we would be in those long boxes i guess yeah. for me i just i don't covet the paper anymore <laughs> i have all these long boxes and, I, and i'm trying to figure out the best way to get rid of them and yeah I, no and it i can think of two reasons two people I, right <laughs> there you go. I, I mean, I, I I shouldn't be coveting the paper, but it 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 there now it's now it serves two purposes. One, I am looking for things to send to patrons, and two, I am trying to create the collection I once had to to, to some degree, not not issue by issue or issue for issue, but there are. Uh, you know, I'm I'm still trying to. I have a few issues left of Burns Fantastic Four run. There's um, there's a few issues of E-Man I still need of Nexus. So so things that I have um, had at one point and lost, um, I'd like again and and but again not not so that it's just random issues of of Power Pack or Superboy just issues that either mean something to me or complete a run that means something to me. So I, I may not be looking for the DeFalco, Ryan, Belandy, Fantastic Four, but I am keeping an eye out for Burns, Fantastic Four. So it, it's, but yeah, I, when it comes to conventions and dudes who have long boxes set up, um, unfortunately the dude we spent most of the time with, there, there was no order to those books. Uh, but like heroes is just heaven because it's nothing but long boxes. And, and yeah, I could spend, I'd spend a full day just going from yeah. dealer to dealer, booth to booth to, to see what they have and to see what, what I need. So I agree with you. Heroes is heaven. Yep. We were on yeah. maybe the fifth or sixth level of hell 
in um, some parts of New York, but that's okay. There's room for that too. I mean, I like to pearls among swine, right? But um, and I know as I'm going through the long boxes, whether across from or next to David, I know if I see a book, a Batman annual or a Superman annual, or like I I know what he's looking for, and so I'll stop and I'll be like, mm? and he'll be like, nah, or I'll be like, mm? and he'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. like uh-huh. it, we have this. There's this trading thing like he knows what i'm looking for too and he'll just hold it up and i'll be like okay so we don't even speak at some point that's true yeah grunts and nods yeah yeah and the the worst thing to happen is when we both stumble upon something that we both want and and there's only one of them (laughs) and that happened this weekend it did the dealer had had it so it's lucked out but uh it it happened more than once yeah i got something that you would love to have and then Maybe 10 minutes later, you found something that I passed over that I would love to have. So the cosmic balance was in force. That's true. Oh, and speaking of that, the second issue of Crossfire is on the back of that little trade paperback. Nice. I had no idea. I thought it was just a backing board so that, you know, the the small trade would, you know, match up with the rest of the books in that box. No, that was a backing board because Crossfire was on the the other side of it. But we're we're, we're jumping the gun there. Also, we are um, jumping the gun. But I'll have to keep that in mind because that reminds me of something that was jank when we were looking through the long boxes. It was super jank. And and that's, and and, well, this isn't jank. This is just, this is another thing that that is, um, that might be, it's not a problem, but. Another issue we may have when going through long boxes is when we're waiting for someone to get through a long box so we can jump on it. And, yes. And... David is more patient <laughs> than myself. Yeah, that's true. But Dave, but, but neither one of Jason, at least, even <laughs> though he wasn't into the whole long boxes, he's, he, he was more aware right. well, of why it was taking that person so long. Let's just spill the beans on it. David and I were looking through long boxes, and we're at the end of a long row and there's a woman looking through boxes at the very last box a box through which david and i did not get yet to look so she's looking and she's taking forever and she's picking them up and she's looking at them and i didn't really scrutinize her her physical form i was just like "Mm, i'm looking at jason my eyes are rolling and 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 david's like chill and uh, so she keeps going through the box, and then and she's doing that thing where she's only using one hand. She's picking an issue, yeah, up and then yeah. pushing it back down, put the next one. And so you never know if she even lost her place. And I'm like, what the hell? Come on, honey, let's get going. And her boyfriend's public, there, and she's safety warning. <laughs> if if you don't want to hear the moment when Vince and David are are committed to being sent to hell for all eternity, fast forward. About <laughs> seriously, <one>. seriously. <laughs> So, I mean, she had a beautiful leather jacket on. It was nice. She had, her hair was luxurious, but she was taking a long damn time in that box. And and as she's going through, I'm seeing things that I'm I'm wanting. And <laughs> and, and she's going through, slowly perusing the box and all, and then she she finishes. And I said, "Hey, would you like to switch?" And she's like, "Yeah, okay." So, I got a chance to look through the long box uh, David did. And then we we uh, come around to Jason and Roland's side of the table where they were patiently, not so patiently, waiting for us. And I said, how about that shit? That woman, that she's taking like friggin' forever. And Jason goes, dude, she only has two fingers on each hand. Well, it was three on one and two on the other. And I'm like, I feel like absolute garbage. Because I, I didn't, I didn't even look. I didn't, I didn't 
take the time doing the best she could she literally was going slow with one hand because that's all she had to work with i know and i i felt holding her bag and i i I completely get it yes i mean it was my fault for not scrutinizing everything because i tell you know as an illustrator it is your job to view the scene you have to soak in all of the information nothing should escape your notice so i'm a hypocrite and i'm not so nice of a person because i didn't notice it until far after the event had passed the funny thing is is that uh is that you you usually uh are pretty observant and also i don't generally see you at least very often, I can't remember seeing you be noticeably impatient. Due to his books. Those long boxes were involved. There was long boxes involved. Yeah. That's my trigger. If And you know what? The thing that frosts me the most when you get Jimbo and he's looking through the long box and he takes off his backpack and puts it on the two boxes <laughs> next to it. I'm like, what? Really? Seriously? Dude, I can't. Dude, did it at the fucking trade? Yes, I know. And then the the guy next to me was drunk. I could smell it from even before we got next to him. He was like, he he smelled like a a a distillery, and he was like wobbling and shaking, and he was elbowing me. So I didn't say anything. I I mean, why? What what are you gonna say? Stop elbowing me. I'm a I'm a dainty flower. No, I mean I don't care. And uh, but you, you encounter all kinds sometimes people with disabilities so it's it's a good thing to to take a breath when you're when you're knee deep in the in the long boxes and and survey the scene and make sure that you're not made uh, into an ass when it's all over for not noticing something and i'm sorry if if uh, to that person i didn't i didn't know (laughs) i really didn't if you don't know now you know now you know yes i will do penance for that Back to Thursday morning. Yes. Oh, we're Thursday at the con. So, yes. Yeah, so, we, we, we finally met. And keep in mind, um, on our way to the con each morning, uh, we we record a little little bit of a chit-chat. A um, few minutes, 20 minutes, half hour. Uh, just about whatever. Either recapping the day before or what our plans are for uh, that day. Um, you will never know what you're going to get. Case in point, you may get a mishmash of a mashup of of two radio transmissions yes. of a woman being at peace with herself. Oh, she was cosmically aligned, man. With she bird calling, <laughs> and it is the absolute blast. Yeah, it it's a riot. One of the highlights of the con. Um, and however, I will let you go ahead if you'd like to hear it. Our patrons got to hear it because yes, we were did. we were lucky and smart enough to hit the record button as it was happening, and we we managed to capture it for posterity. And if you are a Patreon supporter, you that was one of the things we gave you a, a thirty minute, uh, well more than far more than thirty minutes, but that one I think was was around thirty minutes of uh, audio hijinks that started off with that, and it led into discussion, and then it ended with a, a traffic report, and I got a little artsy on the first one, and then as the con progressed, I was like, they just want to hear us talk, and we they we don't need to do stuff like that, but the first one's kind of artsy. It is, it is yeah. I have to say. Uh, when we did go down to Artist Alley, I was pleasantly surprised because they switched the room. Yep. Last year, we talked a lot about the fact that because of the construction that was going on, um, they had to 
move it to a new area, and the area was very, very tight, very hot, and very dark. And they moved Artist Alley to the queue, what used to be the queue area, where people would queue up to go into the con or wait for panels. And it was terrific. The, The aisles were the widest we've ever seen for Artist Alley in New York. They were extremely wide. It was well lit, and it was very cool in the place. And it made for a much, much better vibe. I think it was an absolute massive upgrade from last year. Agreed. I, I agree with you, but um, in light of the number of people that eventually attended, I think it was still pretty crowded. Even though there was plenty of, of room to maneuver, you you didn't have to do the, the Benny Hill shuffle to get around, but there was still a lot of people in that room. Mm-hmm. Well, there were, but but the wide aisles, I think, made it manageable. Yeah, I, well, I sure. That yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It was much, much more manageable mm-hmm. than than last year, and and cooler. Last year was it was kind of close in there. Absolutely. So yeah. big, big win there. Um, and they did it, I guess, by design. They they had the the collectives all together this year, so you had the the dealers all kind of bunched together. So like the first two aisles were essentially all the major art dealers, like all their crews. Right. So it was like the, it was like the organized crews on one side of artist alley. And then the individual artists on the other side of artist alley. It was a neat setup. It was, it was a lot easier to remember who was where though than previous years. Yes. Because they were all grouped. It was, it was, it was a much more logical flow of uh, artists. Very true. Yeah. Yep. And I think the groupings helped. Um, for example, we, we, we know personally there are some um, some creators who are not part of a, um, a group or a stable, but based on who they, who they collaborate with, they were able to sit in with that group. And that may have brought more eyes more more visitors to their table than if they were wherever they were going to be originally set up prior to the groups taking over the rows um yep so i i i think that that's you know i mean it's it can be a pro and a con i mean on on if if, if you're an artist who's not part of a group you may i don't know if you feel left out or or just feel like you know the spotlight's over there and uh you know you're just trying to make do over here but um you know, I there are. It was nice seeing people we know, um, with surrounded by others because I think that they just, like I said, they 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 ended up having more more people stop and see what they had to offer than they would have normally. It's true. I would bet there are some Artist Alley uh, denizens that are like, awesome, I'm across from Matteo Scalera. I'm going to get more play than if I was back in the corner next to all, you know, not Matteo Scalera. You know what I mean? So I'm sure, Mm -hmm. like, uh, location is everything. Yes. So you reap the benefits of of being next to the, the huge guys if you're not a huge guy. And that's and you know there 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 are cons where sometimes we'll we'll be at a convention we'll be walking through Artist Alley and you may have some artists who aren't um, 
engaging or just you know are just there head down drawing what have you i for the most part i think everybody while while artists were busy and and many were drawing everybody that there were a lot of artists who were who were ready and engaging and 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 seemed to be i don't know if positive is the right word just 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 more more a beat than than yeah i I was gonna say i think my big takeaway was that the vibe was just right this year and 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 i felt that way personally and i felt that way coming off the con when we were wrapping things up but i have to say in seeing our artist friends post on the facebooks and twitters and whatnot this week i feel like a bunch of them went out of the way to say that this was one of their favorite new york comic cons uh, experiences so i don't know what it was i don't know if it was just that the layout that, that everyone showed up expecting it to be tight and dark and cramped and it wasn't. So it just loosened people up. I don't know if that there was, it was so, so much, so many people that they just made tons of money. I don't know if it was just one of those cosmic rotations where everybody's in a good mood, but it definitely for how, what's this thir- 13 year comic cons or whatever. I definitely came away thinking this is one of the gen, one of the better, better overall experiences. So yeah, I have and to agree like, with that. You yeah. like our like our creator buddies felt the same. Yep. So on Thursday, uh, I have some notes as to people that we chatted with. Um, of course, we 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 got to give shout outs. Um, we mentioned our boy Roland, who was with us the whole time, but we also spent a bunch of the weekend, as usual, with our our buddies from No Apologies, uh, Daryl, Raf, Gil, and Kaziki um, were in the house and. We chatted with Ryan Brown and Mahmoud and Tony Fleece, Nate Stockman, Owen Marin, Tom King and Mitch Garage, which, by the way, one of my favorite moments of the weekend, I have to say. Um, as, as our long-term listeners know, way back when I first started collecting sketches uh, at the maybe the, the second New York Comic Con, I my goal was to get a Jim Chung sketch, and it became a running joke because we would go to cons and Jim would be there, and I'd get there at if the con opened at ten, I'd get there at ten at his booth and his list would already be full. And this went on for about two or three years until uh, I finally got to a point where I just said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna. Uh, uh, life's too short," and I essentially gave up on Jim Chung. And then Dap and I, a few years later stumbled upon the fact that he sold his pages for very reasonable prices, ended up buying some pages from him and that, that scratched that itch. But because Jim joined comic sketch art, which is a artist consortium, um, this year he had a very organized process to request con sketches. So I, I finally got a Jim Chung head sketch. Uh, I finally got a, a, a domino sketch from him, but as I was telling Jim this story about how this is 10 years in the making and we're standing at Jim's booth, Tom King and Mitch Garrett's walk up to the booth and Jim Chung being Jim Chung presumes that they're there to say hello to him. And I'm sure they were in part, but, but to Tom's immense and awesome credit, he essentially puts the hand up, talk to the hand to Jim and says, well, I'm here to see these guys. And gives us huge bro hugs and daps us up. 
And you could see Jim looking at us like, who the hell are these motherfuckers? <laughs> but uh, it was pretty, it was neat. It was it was a neat moment. And and it was, I'm glad we got that moment with Tom because uh, Tom was hella busy, as he said he would be when he was on the show, yeah. with uh, massive, absolutely massive lines for signings. So that was really the only time we got to, well, there was one other time during the week, but, but we didn't, we, that we got maybe two instances to chat him up. And yeah. uh, and and also chat with Mitch a bit, and and Tom was Mitch's biggest recruiter to have Mitch come on the show. So we're gonna have to make that happen at some point. So. Yeah, yeah, you will hear Mitch on the show, uh, and that is, I mean, and that's as far as behind the scenes stuff. That is why uh, watch to Vince's chuckling. Um, if I'm going to bitch about any weight I gain, it's because I I've been better this year, and 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 I had two people. Tell me I look good. One of which was Tom. So yeah. So 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 if 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 I'm doing a reversal on that, I, I I need to kick my ass and get it back in gear. So, but Tom was absolutely fantastic. He um he was um it was insane the number of people who who were online to um to get things signed by him and and covers defaced by him and and well deserved. Uh, Mitch is fantastic. When uh, the next night when I received my shitty Shirley Temple. I, I tweeted it to Mitch and to Sean Crystal since um, I had actually asked for an old-fashioned, which was anything but what I received. Um, but it was, it was yeah, yeah, we did talk to Jim for a bit, and, and it was great seeing Tom, Mitch. Um, the rest of Thursday, I, it was, was, was really kind of, I know that you were, Jason was making sure, you know, he got to to see everybody who he had scheduled for for jam pieces because it was going to be pretty much art wise a low key con for you. Um, I had absolutely no plans whatsoever uh, art wise, um, and I know that we eventually left for lunch. But but Thursday, thinking back on it a, a week ago, it it it's almost like a blur to me. So I'm relying on YouTube to really remember what happened don't rely on me because yeah i don't remember who we talked to on what day i remember who we talked to but yeah i, mean, I, I can't pinpoint the we, day who, who we spoke to who we spoke with um but yeah i mean as far as w- which day on when that i can't tell you i mean i i know that you know there are some days based on because of what we posted on 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 the patreon i know who we spoke to because of what our haul entailed but uh for the most part like like a play-by-play um like i said shit was a blur yeah, I d- well, go you you. Oh please, I would just say I, the, the book buying was not very high on Thursday. No, 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 no. Yeah, because uh, we we did a loop or two around the main floor, and I was kind of discouraged because the ratio of plastic and electronic to paper was very lopsided. It's about eighty twenty. If you, want, if you want, if you want pops yeah. Yeah. and toys and um, shirts and stuff and and video there games and ton of sh- I couldn't, there you know I'm used to seeing styling online. I'm used to seeing superhero tees or whatever. I'm used to seeing some t-shirts and booths set up to sell t-shirts, but there seemed to have been a ton yeah. of t-shirt sellers this year. Yeah, definitely was it was it was it. I agree. Um, I was just going to say who else we spoke to on Thursday included the aforementioned Sean Crystal, 
Yep. Uh, our boy Julian Lytle, who was set up uh, mm-hmm. in Artist Alley this year. Uh, Teo Scalera. Uh, Paolo Belfior, the uh, owner of Cadence and our friend. Yams and Lambert, who were manning the Felix Comic Art uh, booth in Felix's stead. Uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. Yep. Sanford Green. Aaron and Andrew McLean. Uh, Maria Laura Sinopo and her husband, Marco Santucci. Uh, Laura Braga. Paul Mounts and his lovely wife, uh, Dudu Pansica, Kelly Treebeard Williams, who I thought uh, had an, a fascinating conversation with Vince about Alterna, right? That's the yes. name of the yes. Yep. yes. Uh, Jimmy Chung, uh, David Baldion, who is an absolute delight in person. Yes. Uh, he totally just all smiles, great dude. Uh, Daniel Govar, Carla Wizgala, who is as fetching as her drawings are. Uh, Sarah Pacelli, who I could say the same, uh, Jason Schachter of Essential, uh, Chris Lee, talk about a young on the come up, uh, comic sketch art has got the likes of Frank Miller and Art Adams and, uh, and now Chris is the newest member of that. So that is quite the accomplishment for a guy that's like 12 years old. Uh, Brian Level, uh, Frankie, aka the Dildonator, uh, Paolo Villanelli, uh, Matt Rosenberg, David Walker and Dan Panosian. Yes, yes. And just to to press the rewind for a second on that conversation uh, about Alterna with Kelly Williams. Yeah, I'm not, you guys, yeah, it was really interesting. I'm it not going to. Don't want to get into the whole specifics of it, but it's nice to hear the commentary from a person who lived it, other than some guy on a message board just you know, rallying the troops or, or the social media, but it seems to be very valid wrinkles on both sides of this equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it was, but, but Kelly was in it. Right. And, uh, yeah. I, it was a, just a fascinating, um, well, he talked and I listened, which was cool. And that, that's, it was, it was invaluable to get an artist's perspective on, publishers and their roles and when they overstep those roles or or those boundaries the stuff can happen and uh but he's he seems to have come out of it um the better Kelly's a level-headed guy i mean he's 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 not reactionary at all and uh it was just a very uh, that was time well spent all the the entire con but that was very valuable time for me because i not only got to chat with someone I like very much, but I also learned something. Right. Yeah. And I forget, what we do for dinner that night? Pancakes. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We hit up the diner. Pancakes. <laughs> that was that was a theme. Um, also on Thursday. Actually, Thursday was a big shopping day for me um, because I succumbed to peer pressure. When we were on the main floor, I made my way uh, or I at least my booze to the Eagle Moss booth, um, and I uh, unfortunately found out that um, last year's um, Enterprise that I purchased is is on the smaller side. the The original series and the next generation models uh, are their smaller versions that are like twenty bucks retail. Uh, I wanted Discovery ships this time, and they do not make them in that smaller size to make them in the, in the next size up. So I'm glad about, they should have made them like VW size. Then I would have bought uh-huh. them. Yes. You would have bought them uh, all. <laughs> so I didn't buy we them all. This week. Folks, we made them buy them. Yeah, we did. You did. You did. They, 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 there was a show special. 
Uh, I left with three Discovery ships, the uh, the beautiful uh, Klingon Bird of Prey, and uh, the Shenzhou, and the Discovery. And they are still in the box, in the bag, because they will not be put on display until we move, and I have a place for them um, in the new place. So that was, yes, they, they Vince and Jason did pressure me into buying them, but it was also so that um, I could... Do something special and 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 christen the new home with them, but um, right, it was more than pressure. We actually said you're not leaving this booth unless you have true. a bag. I was in ready to go. I was while ready David to go. was looking at them. Vince was like, "All right," he comes <laughs> back over and tries not to without trying to buy them. We're not having that. And I'm like, yep. we're not having it. Yep. True to form, Dab comes over and and we're like, "Where are the statues?" Come back. No. He goes, "Oh, I'm gonna come back and get them." We're like, "Nah, nah, son." son. We're like, "It's the no. main floor." You just spent a half hour figuring out what you want. Get them now. Yep. Walk around with this goddamn bag all day now. Oh, yes. yeah. Thank oh, you. So yeah. heavy. Right. It was. It's so heavy. I bought a lot of... I, I only bought plastic on Thursday. I bought... Uh, if you wanted uh, Funko Pops, New York Comic Con is the place to go. There were tens of thousands of Pops in there. It was insane. Yeah. It was. And what there wasn't much of, at least it didn't look like, were... Lego minifigures. Right, right. Yeah. Until, we'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Jason was looking for, as as always, um, Lego minifigs to, to bring back. And uh, we really didn't find many on the left-hand side of the dealer's room. But we didn't scour all of the right-hand side. So that'll be the cliffhanger. But um, I bought, what did I get Thursday? I bought the Super 7... Jack Kirby, Heavy Metal, Lord of Light reaction figure. I got a Banpresto crane toy, uh, Common Rider, where half of his body is, is like the visible Common Rider. You see his, his exoskeleton inside or is, and the, the working parts and stuff. Like he's split in half. Um, like the cause companion. And, um, what else? I two pops. I got a uh, Altered Beast. You got a Tupac pop? No, no, no. <laughs> I got the Altered Beast uh, pixelated pop, and I got one Monster Hunter pop, which now I have the luxury of being of having been able to look at these pops for the last four days. The um, Monster Hunter pops are the best sculpts they've ever produced. Bar none. Nice. Bar none. Yep. Hmm. They're gorgeous. Yep. Sweet. And they're big. So uh, the hunt was on for the, the elusive second Monster Hunter pop, and there's another cliffhanger. So, And actually, and, and I did leave the convention with a pop, and it was not for me. Yeah. You've got to stop this, this stuff of buying your wife stuff. Uh-huh. What's, what's yeah, that as about? The, as as I am the first thing that was purchased. Yeah. I was going to say I'm very fortunate. My wife has zero interest in geeky stuff, so. That is true. She's never expecting me to bring her anything. Same. And yet the, the, the first purchase made at the con on Thursday was not for your wife, but for someone else. So and that's not the only thing he got for his, his, his special. That is true. Yes. And yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We got a couple Mega Man figures, but that wasn't until, um, what was that? Saturday. Saturday, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Thursday no. in the books, Thursday was a very worthwhile experience. Um, it wasn't super crowded, easily manageable. We got around, we did a lot of things. We had some, some drinkage, uh, mm-hmm. some delicious pancakes 
And then um, we uh, retreated to Jason's abode and and just uh, talked about it. We got some uh, content up for the patrons, a lot of photos, a lot of audio, and uh, we made ourselves ready for Friday morning, which was right around the corner by the time we went to bed. And there was, I, I think, the only video from the weekend was Thursday at Treadwell Park at lunch. Yes, yes. The rest of it was all audio for y'all, except for, for mm. the photos we posted. But yeah, um, so anybody was a new bar. And I got to say, we never we've never been more more. We've never lived up more to the idea of being grumpy old men than at that bar, because they they had a unisex bathroom and a hidden bathroom. a hidden unisex bathroom. A, a, yes. A hidden, yes. Uh, you, you needed to do the whole secret knock two times and and try to find this door it was it was weird but yeah there um it was like the door to the back cave you couldn't see it from the other side of the room it. i mean it was it, it was it was a different color and different wood but for the most part yeah you wouldn't think that it was that there was anything other than maybe a closet or or a sliding event um you walk in there it's extremely dark but the doors are floor to ceiling so this way every stall is its own. Um, someone comes out, uses the sinks or what have you, and then um, tries to find the exit to the secret room. But mm-hmm. the uh, did you get the yeah, foot tap? Um, little tap on the floor. Did you get that? No, oh, nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and Deb Whitman was our was our waitress, and and it was um, it was yeah, it was a uh, food wasn't bad, but it was, it was right. um, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, but it was, it was, it was a apparently place nine dollars is the new two dollars in Manhattan for beer. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Which is why we only went there once. I did a tally. No, of, I mean everywhere in Manhattan. Yeah, I, I no, mean, you're right. Ev- you're right. Everywhere was, we went, the beers were eight or nine bucks a beer, which is, I think, egregious. Yep, I agree. I tallied all the all the uh, money I spent on food, and it was more than three hundred and fifty bucks. Oh, really? Which I'm for you is like a year's worth of food. That that is, that is yes. a, a a rusty, cancer ridden dagger to my heart. Paying three hundred and fifty bucks for food, but <laughs> I am scared to figure. When in out Rome, you know, food. at C two two, I think uh, Mario and I are going to spend that on a single meal at uh, one place yeah. we're planning on going. Yeah, you're, I, all, you're all insane. Right. Shout out Mario, Alinea, here we come. What up? I, I haven't decided if I'm going yet, but yeah, I know. I mean, I'm. You're not going. You're not, not going because you're gonna you're gonna get all you'll be all salty after you after you go because you spent the money. You're not, you're not gonna, well, somebody will have to babysit me. me. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. All right, whatever. I mean, you're welcome to go, but I I don't think you're gonna go. I mean, realistically, and and I know I'm gonna be proven wrong, but I can't imagine <laughs> the the food being that good that you Incorrect, would. Correct, sir. Incorrect, sir. It it's but it's food. It's, right. it's, and the thing is, and right, and and I mean, obviously now we're already strained because we're talking about next year's con. But it, it's uh, it's one of those things where it's I, I'd like to experience it. I I don't see, I mean, I I don't see Mario as often as I see you guys. But you know, so it would be it, it would be a nice nice time out. But at the same time, it's like I know, and it's not a sacrifice. So I don't want it to come across as that. I I. I love Vince and the fact that I get to hang out with him. Regard, I mean, one of my favorite times in Chicago is when Vince and I hung out with Sal and we went to that little Italian joint. And, yeah, and, uh, yeah, like the meatball here, the 
I mean, that was it. Was the food wasn't the best, but still, it was. It was that moment. It was just. It was. It was. It was me and some boys, and and we had a blast. And I know, and that, and that was the same night that that I think you guys might have went to the girl and the goat, right? Yeah, two so girls. Was, yeah. It, two goats, one cup. Two, two, two girls, one goat. So it's it's just there's, I, yes. I mean, on one hand, I've I don't think I've ever eaten at a place that um, anyone close to to being on Top Chef has ever owned or operated. But uh, at the same time, I'm not going to not hang out one of my booze if, if if the situation arises so yeah i mean you're right i probably would you know be done with that and going yeah that was the best non-escargot i ever ate for 400 but yeah i i think I, yes i'm probably not going right but i why is this cargo so expensive it's not like they're fast for, How- for those <laughs> for those who don't know what we're talking about there's a restaurant in chicago called alinea it for a long time, well, not for, it was for several years the only three star, three Michelin star restaurant in Chicago, which is a huge deal because Chicago has amazing restaurants. Uh, there's now a second restaurant that has three Michelin stars, but point being, it is without question one of the finest restaurants in the entire world. And Alinea is a place where you go and you have a uh, a tasting menu up to 18 courses, and um, you don't get choice; it's chef's choice. Uh, and it is $355 per person, excluding liquor. <laughs> and it is uh, it is going to be an existential moment in my life when I go there. And that's and, wow. and right right there, I think, is the, the, the money isn't the issue for me. It's, well, I'm saying that now, you know, six months away. The money isn't the issue for me. It's the chef's choice. And, and with See, my why, finicky ass fucking that's palate. That's why I'm and, saying you're not going to go this this experience has things. Yes, yeah. this is an anti-dap experience. Right. But see, now that would be the the very attractive thing for me. Not knowing what I'm going to get, that would sure. compel me to go. But the price, nah, not so much. I'll make a deal with you, Jason. If you get into this restaurant, I will spend an equal amount at the convention on a piece of vinyl. Oh my god, I'm so excited! How's well, that? Mario and I are definitely going. The the first moment with, as soon as we started putting C2E2 together, yeah. and I reached out and said, hey, you going to come to C2E2 with us? His immediate response wasn't absolutely. It was, it was, dude, are you in for a linea if we go? And I said, of course, man. Let's sweet, do it. Sweet, Because Skinner always goes to C2E2, and some of his vinyl can get that pricey, the one-offs. So it, it will give me a profound excuse to buy it. Okay. Perfect. Here we go. All right, day two. Day two. We got there much faster this time. I don't know about much, but faster. No, it was much faster. It was a little faster. It was. It was. It wasn't much. It, the, the the much was the actual weekend was was Saturday and Sunday. But uh, it was th- Friday was faster than Thursday. I don't know if it was faster than years past, but um, even five minutes would have been an improvement. And and before I forget, Friday morning. Our recording of our car ride into Javits mm-hmm. at about uh, just under twenty three minutes. I'm I'm saying this right now. The day two recording. We're doing this. It is going to be available publicly for everyone to listen to, not just the patrons, as of 
by the time you hear this recording, the, you hear this episode. Nice. Um, it's a it good was idea for the patrons, and and they, they they've enjoyed it, and we 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 chatted about you know releasing one to the public, and uh, and this is the one that won. So if you want to hear an example of of what we kind of just shoot the shit over in the car on our way to conventions, um, some off-the-cuff conversations, just some random riffs, this is uh, this is an example of that. Yeah, so. it, it's very representative of what we do pre-cons. Yeah, I so like it. Do. Yeah. Um, it's... We don't produce an extensive amount of audio like we did when we drove to Chicago when right. we were kicking out like six hours of extra content. No, no, no. That was the, actually, that was to Charlotte. That was great because we yeah. did all those yeah, pit stops. Yes. Yeah. But uh, who wants to hear us talk for six friggin' hours? <laughs> seriously. Hey, seriously. So Tuesday... Or, um, Thursday. sorry, Thursday. Friday. The, the, Friday. Friday. The highlight of Friday for me... Now, Dap, you're going to have to back me up on this. Friday was the day with the box of cards. Yes? Uh, let's see. Friday. Yes. Okay. Yes, because that was, yes, that was, uh, that was October. What that was October 6th. Well, when I posted it, it was October. That was, yes, so Friday. Friday right. Yes. So um, we had a long conversation with Mr. Eric Larson, the GOAT, mm-hmm. about many things. Um, not the least of which his desire to come back on the show anytime we would, anytime we would have him, which kind of gets me a little excited, uh, because you all know he's, he's one of my all time favorite artists. I love every line he's ever made. And to, now that we're at the point where we can walk up to him and he knows who we are and he talks to us just freely, he, he's like, no matter what you want to ask me, because he said, don't preface your statements with if you don't want to talk about this blah 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 he goes i'll talk about anything he said if i don't want to talk about it you'll know so that's chill that's awesome and um while we were talking david looks down and there is a box uh an open box some packs were removed of the comic images savage dragon card set from back in the day foil wrapping and and all that stuff and what did you say to him i won't take the words out of your mouth no, actually, I didn't. I didn't say. I just I flipped it open because it was it was a closed box. But I so so I open up the top, and I'm like, man, I I I haven't seen this, and I don't know how long. And he his, his, I didn't really even have to say anything. His when he sees me open this box, he basically just says, "Please take this off my table." No. I just I've I've had this here all day, and and I just. It's. I think he was giving some away when when people bought something or he or he signed something. But it's just it was sitting on his table, and he's just like he he was tired of it. He, I'm sure he didn't want to take it back home, but he was um, he he was just get it out of my sight more or less. Yeah. Well, I think that was a nice gesture on his part because you love stuff like that, and I do. You do, and we did have those cards. Yes. Way back I when. Said, I had a set of that. I had a set of the Wildcats. I had a set of the X Men. Um, it it was uh, and and there's such and they're bad. They're such shitty cards. They're bad. They, they yeah. are so because at least at least when you look at the old X Men Skybox set. Oh, that's or the, they're uh, all or original the illustrations. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They were all drawn for 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 that card set. Um, you had the uh, you had the the 
the nine cards at the end of the set where, uh, you know, once you put it in your, in your binder, you had the whole danger room scene play out, yep, yep. but the comic images cards were just, were, were, were straight up cut up panels from the actual comics. No, nobody did art for yeah. the comic images sets. They just took images from the actual comics. Yeah. And, and there wasn't a whole lot of Photoshop work done with them either. Like if there was an overlapping panel, you saw a part of the panel that got <laughs> cut off the top of the card because that they're yeah, they're just it like, is, screw it. Horrible. Let's just get this out there. But, uh, but yeah, so I, I asked him to, to sign the box, which he did. And, um, and chances are, I think, uh, some patrons will receive some of chances these cards. Are. Nice. Uh, um, in, in care packages. Not only Eric Larson, but someone else we talked to on a different day both confirmed something. uh, Yes, you're right. You're right. They did did speak to someone else uh, in relation to something that you spoke to Eric about. But not only so aside from Eric, which who we spoke with, um, don't jump the gun. Don't jump. No, no, I'm not. Uh, But. While at Eric's table, I was flipping through his art, and, and unfortunately, most of the pages he had, or all of the pages he had, were from his Spawn run, um, which I really wasn't interested in. Um, Shut your mouth. But there was, well, I wasn't, because I didn't read that. I did have in my hand um, the cover of Savage Dragon that has been stolen from Eric. Yep. If you're on Twitter or Facebook, you have seen his posts where um, if if you do see that cover to Savage Dragon, was it 88? It's, the, it's it was, the one with Thor on the front. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, if if you come across that, if you see it available on eBay, if you see it for sale somewhere, be aware that yeah. uh, it is stolen and uh, you might want to let Eric know. But that was minutes, know. probably minutes after we were handling it. Uh, all yes. right. The, 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 most amount of time was like what? Two hours later, that thing was stolen, and it was someone that got a commission from him. Yeah, that that is so low. Like, so you're going to steal a piece of artwork, knowing full well you'll never be able to display it because if someone you know comes to your house and says, "Oh, that's pretty cool," and describes it to someone else, word will eventually get back. To Eric Larson, you can't display an image on comic art fans. You can't like so this piece might not might as well not even exist. So yeah. why would you steal it? It makes no sense. It's and and it and it hurts one of the goats. One of the I mean, he doesn't need the money. Yeah. Let's be honest. But it, I mean, I'm sure somewhere in Eric's heart, like he fe- he felt a little bit of a sting knowing that someone took his artwork. Like he invested thousand dollars. Good mm. God. Good God. Worth every penny, but I mean, um, yeah. I was actually surprised it was that little. He's a humble man. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I assumed it would be more. It's a great cover. All his covers are great, but mm-hmm. um, it's it was just one of those things. And then when we were talking about Spawn, and that certain person's name came up, and he confirmed mm-hmm. my feelings, and then it happened later mm-hmm. uh, when we were talking to someone else. So yes. I don't feel so bad hating on this person. Cause oh yeah, you're right. You're I'm right. I'm in the majority on that. Oh, I well, I regardless of of whether he's he's drawing for Todd or or for Marvel, I think you're in the in the majority. I don't know too many people who are like, oh snap, he's on that book. I definitely got to get it. Uh, Friday, I was able to thank Mr. Craven McGuire for all the work he's uh, all the enjoyment he he's brought me. 
over the years. Um, yep, high point. Definitely a high point. Oh, agreed. I, yeah. I, I, would, I mean, it would have been a high point had we also not spoken to someone else later, but it was, I mean, it, it's it's not too... Um, there were a lot of high points this slight weekend. Slight, Kevin, at all. Yeah, absolutely. It was, yeah. It was... Um, but we were giddy. After we walked away from Mr. McGuire, we were freaking giddy. Oh, I mean, I, I was looking through his... Um, his Supergirl pages he had available. Uh, it's just I, I, I flipping through things and 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 we just chatted a little bit here and there. You know, we didn't. I, I did. You know, go into detail or gush or or or, you know, I've I've been a fan forever. Whether it's it's Justice League, whether it's Penthouse Comics, whether it, it doesn't matter what 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 Kevin has drawn, I enjoy his work and. Um, usually he can, he's a reason for me to check something out. And I, I, I've been lucky that most of the things I check out are based on things he's worked on in the past that I've loved. Like when, when he did the, you know, formerly known as the justice league, of course, you know, based on the justice league, I'm going to check that out. See, um, the, the defenders, he, he, oh, he did of course, so with, good with, with with Giffen and Dematteis, that's yep. just that's a throwback to the Justice League stuff. So I mean, again, that that that's an easy sell. Uh, so there isn't, it doesn't take much for me to check out something that Kevin McGuire is doing. And 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 Vince made sure to mention that any time we talk about anybody on any comic book, when we bring it up on the show, who does anything regarding expressions on characters, that uh, we always refer to. Kevin McGuire's work. Um, yeah, we say it's extremely. We said they're always yeah. in his shadow. Is what we oh, say. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's extremely gracious, humble. Uh, probably won't be on the show anytime soon. He's not. He, he's not. I guess keen on on interviews or at least podcasts. Um, but nice. we did manage right. to get an an audio intro from him. So you'll be you'll be hearing that very soon. I'm using one for this episode that makes a beeline right to David's heart. So Ooh. Yes. Um and then uh we did make our way as we're going around Artist Alley. I'm sure I'm jumping the gun because I I know we saw other people between them. But um we got to speak with Mr. Dennis Kitchen for a little while. Oh my goodness. I bared my soul to that man. He didn't care. He didn't care. <laughs> it's like, uh, all, all valid statements. <laughs> yes. He, he was just like, whatever. Um, yeah. Well, You know how many people have told me this over the last 40 years? <laughs> well, here, here's the rub. Um, Dennis Kitchen was involved with Marvel's comics book, which was an experiment at the time in merging underground comics with Marvel's then-fledgling magazine line. And it was an adult comic uh, produced for an adult audience. Um, it, it had a different, it was shelved in a different location. Retailers, newsstand agents didn't know what to do with it. And he confirmed all that. But I got my hands on comic book, comics book number one as a kid, and it completely transformed my outlook on comics. It showed me what was possible that um, I, I may not have known it at the time in as many words, but it showed me that there are so much, m many more possibilities to this medium other than Spider-Man beating up the Jackal, which was where my mind was at the time. 
and that that's okay for a, a, a kid to to do that. But I I opened up this comics book, and there was drug use, profanity, nudity, um, violence, uh, parody, everything that I saw in Mad Magazine amped up to adult levels, and it just blew my mind. And I told him this, and he's like, "Yeah, thanks." <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Is that right? Um, he's like, here's stuff I have. I mean, he wasn't, no, it, it wasn't like he was Neil Adams where it's like, now look at all the stuff I have to sell. It, it's just, he was. Right. No, he didn't do I, that. Th- th- these are things that, you know, obviously he's heard before. Um, and, and he may just be the kind of guy who's just very, um, I don't know if it takes it all in stride, but it's like, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to. Um, they, he's heard it all before. There's nothing new there, and and I mean, it's not like he's only been doing this for a couple of years. He's he's been in right, the industry right. uh, for as long as I've been reading. So he, um, right. it's he, he's he's heard it before, and since he's been around for as long as he has, he did have some short boxes. He had some he had some new things for sale, and he had some short boxes of things. Um, and Vince and I both left with. Um, items from those short boxes i um i purchased directly from the man a uh a copy of uh bizarre sex number one with the giant penis on the cover which i asked him to sign and then he uh he personalized the um the inside cover so i now have a copy of bizarre sex and it's autographed by the person who published it. So um, that's, again, another highlight from uh, New York Comic Con 2018 for me. It's also the book that got us shunted off into the adult (laughs) area on Patreon because Dap Dap took a picture of his haul for the day and put it on Patreon, and smack dab in the middle of the photo is the bizarre sex with the giant ding-dong on it. It's a happy looking ding dong. It's a, it's an anthropomorphic yeah, ding dong. And um we got flagged hard. almost immediately. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Which is time we went to lunch. Kind of like, cool. Hey. But I I walked away from something signed as well. He had um a copy of the last issue of the Bugle newspaper that he worked on 112 page tabloid newspaper very much in the style of the good old cbg multiple sections it's like a sunday newspaper but um includes a whole mess of stuff uh most of it centered on nixon who was president at the time vietnam uh social issues rock and roll there's a an interview with alice cooper in there there's there's stuff on bob dylan bruce springsteen so it's it's all good and uh as i was going and and front and back covers illustrated by dennis kitchen as uh there's comics in it by kitchen and others um and spot illustrations by kitchen uh, but as I'm paging through it back at the room, I, I take the first section out and I open it up. And what do you know? Lo and behold, inside the first uh, page is an interview with Frank Zappa. <laughs> so it was kismet. Yeah. I had to own this thing. And I didn't know it at the time. I just bought it. Sight of, well, other than the front and back cover, sight unseen, brought it back. And it's the second best thing I bought at the show. Second okay. best thing. Yep, okay. second best thing foreshadowing you betcha you love it 
Yeah. So who else did we talk to on Friday? There's, there's many people. Jason, do you have a list? I do. I knew it. Uh, in addition to the aforementioned, uh, spoke to Dennis Hopeless. Yeah. Spoke to uh, T. Franklin, Danny Fingeroff, mm-hmm. Mark Hay, who is the owner of Splash Page Art, uh, and then some of his crew, Brian Thies, Kira Yoshida, Roland Bashi, Tony Fejula. We got to see one of my personal uh, highlights of the weekend was getting to see Felix, who stopped in uh, the con on Saturday or on Friday, rather, with his daughter, uh, Paul Pope, Pepe Alaras, Mirka Andolfo and her husband, Sume Kesgin, Fernando Dagnino, Jeremy Hahn and Jason Hurley. Yeah. Jason Latour. Mr. Ron Richards, and congratulations are in order to him for, uh, well, we won't air his own, his business, but congrats to him. He knows why. Uh, nice long chat with Jerome Opeña, and I made the, uh, I've implored him for like the eighth straight year to unearth his fear agent pages from storage and sell them. Quan uh, Chang, who's Jerome's art rep. Wes Craig had great chat with him. Congratulated him on the Deadly Class show that is uh, that debuted over the weekend. That will be airing on Sci-Fi next year. Uh, Sebastian Gurner, who I know you guys had a nice chat with about Swords and Scoundrels, which Vince praised scales. so lovingly. What? Scales. It's scales and Scoundrels. Say, I'm yeah. sorry, Scales. Um, which you praised so lovingly uh, last week. Uh, Mr. Nathan Fox. Mr. Jay Lee. Mark Morales. Shout out to another Jersey boy. Uh, Bengal uh, of... Uh, Another Rick, of Rick Remender's partners, uh, Marjorie Liu, which uh, she was so so giddy to, to meet us finally. Just she she couldn't wait to to listen to mm-hmm. our recap episode of Monsters. <laughs> oh yeah, she must have touched base with Dennis Kitchen before she uh, you know released her her utter joy at at, at seeing at, us. Ab- <laughs> absolutely, yeah. uh, we uh, we 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 actually were grown ups this year, and we went and we went up to the main floor and we sought out. Some of the PR execs of the companies that are so we nice to did. us. So we met, we met, we introduced ourselves and uh, and and thanked Kat Salazar who runs Images Press Relations, and then we uh, and we also uh, introduced ourselves and had a nice chat with Mel Kalo who is uh, yes. Valiant's new head of PR. Um, and then the other people that uh, we need to shout out are um, we had our, a little meetup at uh, the Beer Authority at after the show. And attending that meetup were uh, Mr. Carlo Esqueda and his lovely daughters. Yep. Uh, as well as one of Carlo's friends, who's not really a comic guy, but he was. Uh, he, he's actually from my other side of my life. He, he's a fellow portfolio manager. Uh, Dave was his name, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah, Dave. Um, uh, another. We already mentioned that Frankie the Dildo in here, but Frankie <laughs> came to the little meetup with his with his with his homies. Yep. Uh, Bill Z. Um, the No Apologies crew, once again, Raph, Gill, and Kaziki. Uh, Daryl was busy getting in where he fit in. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave, David, Dave, David, and Amy Proust, who I had a lovely time chatting with. I really yeah, enjoyed she's that. She's fantastic. Yep. Yeah, she's uh, awesome. Mr. Chad Burdett. Yes. And, uh, and, and to talk about digging from digging in the crates CGS style, uh, Mr. Ian Levenstein and Mr. Raph Suhu. Raph Radia. Yes. Raph Radia. Take and care of yourself, say, Raph. The uh, the beer authority get together was was a lot of fun. It was nice and intimate, so we got a chance to really chat with all the people at length. But I have to say, man, for 
we, we shouted out the, the meetup a bunch of times on the air, and I know there were hundreds of you at New York Comic Con. So I was a little surprised that we didn't have a bigger turnout. I, well, I, mean, I figured, I figured maybe, people would roll up just 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 to have a beer and, and say hello, man. I don't know. But maybe they're of the same mindset as myself. I'm not paying 12 bucks for a beer. Stop. No, I'm just saying. You never know. It, the the thought of dumping money on food may not be uh, some of their favorite uh, things. I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to make you well, feel better. N- not to make our Gotham and tri-state area EOCers feel bad, but every time we go to C2E2 and we have a get together, it is hella mob deep. Oh, it's popping. Yeah, there's there's at least a hundred people. people. I mean, we're talking yeah. Yeah. packed bars full of people. It's true. To the, well, to the, to the, so. If we end up going out to like Emerald City or San Diego in the, in the next year or two, and we have a get together and it's packed, I'm putting all the tristeria on on, yes. on probation. Yeah, right and I, I think you should because I totally agree with you. Chicago is always bumping, bumping. Yeah, that's the but, word. But right? honestly, though, it, while while I was surprised that we didn't have uh, a drove of people, it it ended up being pretty cool because I we did get legit QT. To, to chat with everybody there. I mean, yes. I, it was nice catching up with a lot of those people uh, that I had, in most cases, never had a chance to, well, hadn't had a chance to either see in a long time or had never had a chance to get to know before. So. True. I could talk to all of those that attended for hours. Yeah. 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 And uh, before we move on, I just want to flesh out a little bit of the conversation David and I had with Sebastian Gurner. Um, if you are a fan of Scales and Scoundrels, you know that issues 11 and 12 were produced and published, blah, blah, blah. Um, they are currently waiting on the returns for the second trade. Uh, so they're kind of sort on hiatus. But they did manage to publish a, an ash can for the 13th issue, uh, of which I bought the very last copy. And got it autographed by Mr. Sebastian Gurner. So if you are a fan of Scales and Scoundrels, there may be more. There may not be more. So know this. There is a 13th issue out there. Whether you contact Sebastian or Galad or someone uh, to try and get it, I'm sure since it was an ash can, they could print up a bunch more. If, If you love the series, there was a 13th issue created. It's just what I wanted to say that. And since you were fleshing something out and Jason already mentioned her name, um, T. Franklin is an absolute joy to chat with. Yes. And I cannot wait um, to have her on the show. I, I had to go out of my way to, to, to introduce myself and, and us to her. Um, let her know how much um, enjoyed might not be the right word, but how much I enjoyed Juke Joint. Um, I know the uh, the jackpot edition of Bingo Love is is uh, it's being solicited from Image, um, but she she sold out of Juke Joint I think multiple times over the weekend. Um, she was at her table quite a bit but she also had panels to attend so she was quite busy um as was david walker sanford green but it was a um it was it was great it was it was it was a blast meeting her we will have her on the show she is one of the few creators who um 
I've sent an email to so we can uh, schedule a time for her to be on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Sebastian is another one, and um, and and someone else who Vince hasn't mentioned yet, but he foreshadowed uh, an email has been sent to him as well. But we uh, we have a couple people who um, we uh, we need to keep in touch with. Um, maybe um, not. Not hounding, but maybe stay on top of a little more than yeah. uh, that than we did with Priest. But yeah, we'll we'll just we'll we'll make sure that um that, that there are some benefits for or or some um not fallout, but there's some some goodness from from this New York Comic Con for in, in the months to come. Well, I no, I have to say we did not rest on our laurels this show. We actually lined up future content. We we don't usually do that at New York. We're too. Um, awestruck and in the moment and, and let's be honest, concerned about personal desires and what we're going to get and who we're going to see <laughs> um, to to line up stuff for the show. But this year, more than ever, as Jason said, we talk to the people that provide us with promotional material. We actually reached out to them for the first time, I think, ever, right? Um, we lined up some interviews. We got some um, audio uh, intros for the show. Like, we were we were not lazy, this time around which which we were grown up we were yeah. we were and because now we it's not just about us now right it's true it's true yeah and uh we uh yeah so and the the get together at the beer authority didn't run all that late we were out of there by true. before midnight yep and then yes, we, we went and get we more, pancakes. Dinner. <laughs> more pancakes more pancakes we were like <laughs> hobbits we had second dinner we really did, yeah, it and it was so much food. I I, I only ate half my sandwich. It was that I was stuffed. That's it's true. true. Yeah, that diner is the absolute best. I could eat there every it's night. It's great, right? That's yeah. why the second night I didn't even have the whole jumbo Kush meal. I just had the straight up just just give me the pancake. And we didn't even avail ourselves. One of my favorite things about that particular diner um, is that they have a liquor license, which is highly unusual in New Jersey. So we didn't get cocktails there, but you could have if you wanted, which is right. pretty awesome. I did get the waffle fries with the pancakes, which Colin oh, backed the me up fries on that. Are so lit, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Saturday was legitimately, I guess, because Friday you guys prompted me, was much easier to get in because there was no commuter traffic, so we got in at a much more reasonable pace. Yes, and and again, shout out to Roland for driving because for somehow we got the guy that's used to driving on the other side of the street to drive us all weekend. I don't know how that happened, but I'm glad for it. Well, as he said, he's used to driving on that side when he plays video games. But don't you think that's still different? <laughs> um, we're still like he here. Drives. No, he he was great. I didn't detect. I, there wasn't a single moment where I felt like. No, he. Why are we letting this dude drive? He drives a little little fast for my liking, but so do you. But we're good. <laughs> we're good. Right, but Granny. at least his brakes were working. But you also. That's have, true. Um, yeah, uh, I think it. It was it was a benefit to I think all of us because he, he, yes he he did drive the whole weekend but he drove a vehicle that could accommodate him and therefore us because as as smooth as that BMW is it's cramped compared to a yeah, Highlander it is a little so, bit and we had plenty of room for all our purchases in the back which was yep. great it yes, was great so. great. Um, yeah. Now, Saturday is where we want to do now because Saturday is absolutely insane at New York Comic Con. Yeah. We started this tradition really a couple years ago, but, but we, we 
we really hammered it home last year and then followed through this year. Saturday, we try and spend a good chunk of the day out of side of the con building. Right, right. Because uh, it's a madhouse. But uh, we did go in, took care of some business. I, I took care of a couple of two tree art thing, or two tree art things. Um, we did a round of uh, hellos, and I think you, I do have a list here, but I think we can all agree that uh, probably the most um, karmically significant. Uh, um, a moment was when y'all rolled up to Mar Wolfman. Yes. Yeah. It it was um, for me knowing that David worships this this man's Teen Titan stuff. It was great to see David in front of the guy that's made him so happy over the years. My favorite Wolfman stuff is not David's favorite Wolfman stuff. And, sure. and, and I told him that I said, I love your Marvel stuff. David loves your DC stuff. And, and he was, he was very cordial, but, um, he just looked overwhelmed. Yeah, it was, it was, it was the, the, the third day of a convention and it was the, the, probably the most hectic day of the convention. So I think, and, and he's not, he, he's not a spring chicken, so it's it's definitely, I think, um, it was just, if we'd come earlier in the day or first thing in the morning, there, he wasn't, he wasn't curt or short or, or shoot us away. No, he hell no. Like some no. of the other, other creators we, we've met over the years, but he was just, yes, it was definitely based on, um, based on his age and, and the time of day and just... The day it was, I, I think. It, well, like, like you said, it was it, it was overwhelming. And, yeah, um, yeah. But I think it's very again, telling if you listen to his intro at the beginning of this episode. It's very telling that he says, "I'm Marv Wolfman, co-creator of the New Teen Titans." He doesn't say, "I'm Marv Wolfman, the man that created the masterpiece in Tomb of Dracula." <laughs> right? Well, he knows. He, he knows. You know, it's it's like listen. There's how many people have written. Dracula stories. Um, not so many, but Tomb of Dracula stands out as the best one. Okay, like ever and visually uh, and in terms of of the storyline, it's just it is a a certified masterpiece. And he he did not create or co create Dracula, whereas no, no. the the. The New Teen Titans is, of course, something. And, and listen, obviously, Dracula is is a property that is lasting. Sure, but um, hey, I'm the guy if, that edited all those Marvel monster magazines. Like, no, really, we're going with New Teen Titans. Really, that's what we're going with. <laughs> yes, yes, that's, <laughs> that's what we're going with. It's just, it is absolutely. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was, it, it was a blast meeting him and 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 thanking him um and same thing with uh with Danny Fingeroth as, as Jason mm-hmm. mentioned the day before we we um we we wanted to get back to him to to do a quick little interview it, it, it unfortunately didn't happen over the weekend but he was um he was a, a, extremely cordial um and I I think if if um he's we, we got an intro from him where he kind of runs down his resume briefly uh, touches on a couple things, but there, there are, I think when I, I think with Marv, you kind of just knew the people who were listening, what they may 
Sure. What the majority is going to gravitate. But let's be. I mean, obviously, we have some Dracula fans in our group. I get it. Yeah, I'm. I'm mostly being facetious. I know you're just Josh. Mostly, yeah. But he really, all he has to say is, "I'm Marv Wolfman," and you're because the man has done so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it's whether it's Bullseye and Daredevil, or it's Dracula, or it's New Teen Titans, or it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes, there are. It's he's. and there are probably going to be some younger listeners who who may you know Infinite Crisis may be their crisis, and you're like, I don't know who did the Marvel Wolfman do that like Titans games OGN from a couple. I don't know who that is. So it's 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 cool, but there are um, dear homework. There, there are some of us right, but there are some of us old heads and in Vince's case, older heads that uh, that that just knew him when. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturday we spent a long time talking to the man that is currently saving millions of eyeballs around the globe from the uh, pestilence that is Simon Kodransky on Spawn, uh, Jason Sean Alexander, the maestro. Yes. And his pages are ginormous. So beautiful. Too. They they are gorgeous, yeah. And uh, he was very forthcoming, and he said, you want me to come on? I'll come on. I'll talk. Let's Let's do it. So you'll be hearing Jason Sean Alexander in the future, too. And he's done a lot of work for uh, Dark Horse's uh, Eerie and Creepy, too. So I mean, there's a lot of things I could talk about Jason Sean Alexander. Uh, Especially that amazing domino commission he did for someone else a year ago. Mm. Who that? Was that the, the, the preeminent domino collector, uh, Mr. Uh, Ted Smiley? Was that... I won't even. I won't even. I won't even. <laughs> no, it's probably for you. No, it wasn't for me. That's my point. Who did yes. it? Who did he do it for? Someone else. Someone else. Yeah. Oh else. damn, dude, hit him up. I don't remember <laughs> I these things. Up. I don't. Like, Wait, come no. on, it's Domino. I don't remember. Remember it, bro. If you said David Bruh. Baldion, I would remember because he's he's associated with Domino. I don't think Domino when I think Jason Sean Alexander. I think creepy, icky monster stuff, which he's he's amazingly good at. So yeah, and um, yeah, he was he was a ball uh, to talk to, and and we mm-hmm. we lingered maybe a little bit longer than we should. You have to let it linger. Yes, yeah. and Alanis, um, and then we made our way into the city. Yeah, that's right. Um, off. Right, but see, bittersweet because as Jason said, we we have made a tradition of they they appease me every Saturday by allowing me to spend some time in the book off buying cheap Japanese language manga. Um, and, and I love it. I have huge stacks of books I can never read uh, unless my daughter translates them. Um, but I love the art, right? So we get to the book off and traditionally book office had a, a number of sections where everything was a dollar. Unfortunately, they seem to have upped their game, and the lowest is dollar uh, fifty, and that's the stuff that nobody wants—the shojo stuff that's just talking heads, and and you know relationships and and stuff like that. And I I have no I don't want to read that, um, but it, it used to be you could find uh avant-garde manga the 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 shonen stuff for a dollar a piece and and hence the reason why i would walk out with bags of the stuff and this year it was it was uh, a letdown they they really there was no buys to be had at uh at the book off other than 
the two Mega Man X figures that I bought for my daughter, Mia. Which Aww. she was she was giddy. And I gave her both of them like a dumbass. I gave her the oh, one dude. I know, I was gonna keep one for Christmas. I gave her the one and she's looking at the bag and I'm like, Yeah, there's another one in here. So I gave her both of them along with the other one that we got on, on mm. Thursday. She's my girl, I have to. Totally. Yeah. Uh huh. We also That's went to Kino Kinuya looking for uh looking for Gundam. For, for Gundam. Yeah. Gundam style. Well, oh, we got that a... followed fish and chips, though. Oh, those, that fish and chips was great. <laughs> Went to Connolly's classic uh, Irish pub in uh, the Broadway area. It was as, the fish was as big as my forearm. It was it a was. giant was piece big... of fish. So good, dipped in the most delicious batter. I loved it. I mean, you, your mileage may vary, but I thought that was great with the tartar sauce and shit. Jason's over there drowning it in vinegar. I'm like, get that noise out of here. I put no vinegar on my fish and chips. Uh. But we should roll back a little bit. Um, the Gundam booth, Gunpla booth at at the, the con oh was my God, yeah. was hella busy. You had to wait, as as Roland said, in a queue for at least forty five minutes to an hour just to get to the register to pick something to buy. Like you couldn't see what was offered for sale because the area that at which this stuff was displayed was around the corner. So we're standing in line. He's like, I don't want to do this. So we looked all around the con for Gundam stuff. And Jason Hurley was felt the same way. He's like, I'm not waiting in that line. Um, so we thought, hey, let's check out Kino Kania for, for Gundam, right? They have to have some. And they did have some, but it, some was very minimal compared to what was on sale at the Gunpla booth. So we didn't get any at um Kino Kania, but I did buy a manga, current manga, and uh much to my chagrin, it was a shoujo manga, so I cracked the paper off it, looked through it once, gave it to my daughter Mia. Uh mm. Jason, you know what shoujo manga is, right? For kids? For girls. For girls. Yes. Shoujo is for girls because it features female protagonists shonen is for boys shonen uh-huh. dragon ball is shonen um indeed yes so i mean she got she made out really well this con yep yeah she did she did but uh we, gundams were eventually had just not on saturday or was it did he get them on saturday Roland did pick up a couple of Gundams, but I don't remember if it was Saturday or Sunday. It could have been Sunday. He got no, it was Saturday because no, we had, we actually Saturday had time cause... to look at them. Yeah, yeah. He got the RX seventy eight, which is my all time favorite mobile suit. And because Sunday was the day while Jason was doing something, you guys were at the booth next to him looking at other Gundams. That right, Sunday. right. And Saturday is the day that we sat our asses in the wide open celebrity area. And lo and behold, within viewing distance of where we were sitting was none other than Jason Momoa. And yes. I, yeah, and I got to be totally honest. From our vantage point, which was right outside the exit of the Momoa appearance. Yeah, they had a huge line of people plunking down whatever they paid to get a uh, maybe 10 seconds with a Momoa. You got a, a picture sign, thank you very much, shakes, shakes your hand, and you exit. If you're ever, man or woman, 
trying to get lucky at a convention, find out where Momoa is appearing and stand by the exit. Men, women, giddy as hell after the meeting. The panties and the boxers flying off. Oh, my goodness. They The women were just... I saw some fan in their face faces. Uh, they were just all happy and bubbly, and like the guy is very imposing. Um, no, I shouldn't say imposing. He has presence, and when he smiles, his eyes turn into slits, and he's he just he's like a giant muscular teddy bear, and women love that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they were just like woo, and I have to agree. If if I had a tenth of the mojo that Jason Momoa has, like. It would be something, but he's got all of it, so it's good. Got all the mojo. It's good to be and Jason. He's got that Lisa Bonet life. Yeah, it's good to be yeah, Jason yeah. Momoa. But I, Kaziki stopped me and said, "Here, you have to watch this." And I'm like, "What?" And he made me watch the Aquaman trailer, and that's the five minute version of Aquaman yeah. Th- through the it- intermittent signal. So I'd get maybe 30 seconds of the trailer and then I'd see the spinny ball and I'd get 30 more seconds and more spinny ball. What I saw looked amazing. Like legit compelling to me enough to get my ass in the theater when it comes out. Yeah, I I, um, I played the trailer for my wife one day before work this week. Um, and uh, she, she chuckled. She smiled. I, I think I... Yeah, we may go see it in the theater. Um, it uh, he he kind of he kind of saves the movie for me because I'm not I'm not sold on everything I've seen. But giant crabs, I kind of like I I, I kind of like what he's doing, what he's bringing to the role. Um, Dudes riding uh, sharks. I know, dude. I know. Um, I may have spoiled something for her, but I'm not going to get into that. So I'm, I'm, the less I say about it, then I'll pretend it didn't happen. So, well, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I did enjoy the trailer quite a bit. Yeah, it's it's popping. I love the 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 visual aesthetic of it. I think it looks so much better than what's come before. It, even though it's underwater and it's murky in some scenes, at least it's colorful. Agreed. Yes. Right. There's there's not any grayish tinted hues uh, like Superman's chest symbol and his and and you know it's just I I think we're we should be done with the doom and gloom and the the dark downtrodden colors like let's make Church. them yeah let's make them bright shit mm-hmm. I, I know I'm straying from the point but how about James Gunn at DC on Suicide Squad too now I want to see a Suicide Squad sequel. Look at that. At the end of the first Suicide Squad, I didn't care. Now I'm interested. I didn't think there it was go. I didn't think it was that bad. It wasn't a great movie, but I, I don't no, know. No, it wasn't a great movie, but it no. wasn't a movie that was like, okay, well now I gotta go see it. Right. You know, now I'll just I'll see it whenever it's on well, cable, but it's all Margot and Will. I mean, you take Margot and Will out of the movie, there's really no reason to watch it. Right? No, you don't, you, you, Will Smith you don't like Rick Flagg? Mm, not a whole lot. <laughs> With Joel Kinnaman? Okay, all right. Whatever. whatever. Her, you know, Will, Will Smith is, he's a force to be reckoned with. The dude's just, hes he's got that presence. Mr. Fourth of July. He's, yeah. He's a prince. Yeah, yes. and Margot Robbie, there's really nothing else to say. Enough said. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's close your eyes. So there you go. Other peeps we talked to on Saturday included 
Mr. Scott Hepburn, who we had a nice chat with, ended up buying a page of his amazing art. Brett Blevins, and it was nice to hear the story behind his recently uh, completed Stellar, the book that he did with Joe Keating at Image. Yep. And uh, here's fingers crossed that he's going to do some more Image stuff. And uh, I found out uh, in chatting with him that he, this was um, the first time he ever, ever colored himself. So it's nice to see artists of, uh, let's say, a certain level of maturity still still stretching themselves. Um, for real. You guys chatted with Tom Lyle for a while. Yep. Uh, Mr. Jim Mafood and I had a nice chat. Uh, caught up with Kari Randolph and his ever-present booth mate, Emilio Lopez. Uh, also had a nice talk with Trad Moore, who is uh, on a very slow journey to complete... 14 commissions that he took on, which he is very rarely takes on commissions. So, um, but yeah, not, and we talked to a bunch of other people on Saturday too, but more, shall we say, repeat people from earlier in the, in the week. And again, we weren't at the con all that long on Saturday. Yeah. What was um, this thing you were talking about, about Sanford green and some cook guy? You were saying what? the chef. What it, oh my God, uh, you're so spent. Okay. So, during that day, we're chatting with Mahmoud, and a, a a dude comes up to him and is talking to him very rapidly. Not clear what he's saying, and and he walks away. Mahmoud wasn't sure either. He said the guy came up to him and said something about, "Hey, so and so is here. Would you be cool to draw and we'll film it?" And it just was very unclear. So Mahmoud re- uh, kindly said no. Well, it turns out that it was one of Raekwon the chef's people. And oh, the chef. Uh, Raekwon the Chef is a member of the Wu-Tang Clan and uh, one of the best MCs of the group, which is saying something. And I guess he was coming to Comic-Con with a whole posse uh, and filmmakers, and he rolled up to Sanford and dapped him up big time, filmed a video, giving him mad props on Bitterroot, and uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool indeed. Yeah, Sanford was pretty giddy. He was very giddy. Yeah. Yes. Um, and on Saturday, we hit... Uh, one of my favorite local restaurants, the Blue Ale House, for dinner. Well, before that, um, Saturday also included, uh, I chatted a bit with Mr. Tom Lyle. And, yes, I um, Yes, but we, after Vince and I made our way to the back issue bins, mm-hmm. um, I scored some issues of Starman that Tom had drawn and Saturday before we left for the blue ale house. I, um, I got them. I got him to sign them. Nice. Nice. Worked for you. Didn't work for me because I, I picked, I picked up a Brett Blevins. Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah. And he wasn't there on Sunday. So he's already gone. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whatever. (coughs) I didn't have it. So I'm, I'm better off now, but it would have been nice to just get, I mean, I do have his signature. On um, Trouble with Girls, the mi- the mini series he did for Epic's Heavy Hitters, mm-hmm. but but um, n- you know I don't have it on any New Mutants. Certainly not the book that I bought. So mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, Saturday night, you said Blue Ale House, which mm-hmm. pound for pound has the best looking waitstaff of Ooh. anywhere. Quite we- attractive waitstaff. Yes, uh, we yes. attended, um, and I have to say the food there was very good. Hella good lobster mac and cheese. Hello. Oh good. my god, yes it was. 
Yep. Jesus. Yep. And then oh, um, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, at the end of the meal, David's uh, sweet tooth had been pounding all day, so he so he that's had a true. he had to satiate the sweet tooth. And, and they, that's you know it, it, because the 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 sweet tooth started after the fish and chips, and 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 Jason was a trooper, and, and he um through th- through the city on our way back to the con, he um tried to find a place or two that that might um fit the bill. None did. So yeah. it, it it was y'all a, y'all your boy Dap is is, is a picky bitch. He, oh, he's, big time. He's a picky bitch. It's just but it, it's, it's subversively it's, picky. It's correct. he's he's not overt about it at all. Which is we took him to not one, not two, but three bakeries. On, yeah, on it's kind of worse. I wish he would just say fuck this. I don't want this. But he's like, I don't know. This is not. No, I gotta see with it because I'm not just gonna outright dismiss it. I need yeah. to see like that. That one. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not really in the mood for 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 a chocolate croissant because it's it's dark chocolate. It's like, listen, there's a whole thing. It's it's like, why, if 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 <laughs> this I is have, not the Grand if Slam. I have a if 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 there's an itch that needs to be scratched, I'm not gonna half-fast it. I don't want because then I'm done and I'm like, well, that didn't that didn't do a damn thing and that was a waste. So it just wasted everybody's time and money and well, so, so I, a- end of the story. Dap got the sweet tooth engaged, and the waitress brought out a tennis racket size skillet. <laughs> it was. It was gigantic. No, man, dude, it was huge. She she was like struggling with it. Someone had to help her with it. She was too heavy. Had to wheel it out on it. Yeah, on a It was a giant chocolate chip cookie with about. A gallon and a half of ice cream on it. Chocolate chip. It was. It was a chocolate chip. It was an M M&M and M chocolate chip cookie sundae. So the cookie is on the bottom, is the base, and that's on the skillet. That's still. It's still hot. So so you get the the warm chocolate chip cookie. On top of that is vanilla and chocolate ice cream, and on top of that they drizzle some chocolate and caramel sauce, and then they sprinkle on some M and M's. It sounds a lot more. Um, uh, gluttonous than it is, but it it, it was. It, I mean, yes, it was it was big, but it definitely um, it it fit the bill. I was I was pleased, and there you go. it was. Uh, yeah, it. I just. I it, it it ended a. I mean, between between the wine and the lobster mac and cheese, it was it was a really good meal. I don't. Um, it it may. You know, between the, the fish and chips and and tre- it may have been the best meal for me of the weekend. No, oh, it was easily my best meal for the weekend. Pancakes, sure. okay. dude, come on! Uh-huh. I know pancakes. Yes, I know. I know. You're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, you can't yeah. go wrong with pancakes. But it, but but also with unfortunately with the pancakes, Friday and um, Thursday night was better than Friday night. Friday night because there was nothing but we 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 were sitting next to a bunch of high school kids, but. Um, Foul mouth high school kids. Yes, but at shout least out to the Wayne Hills varsity football team. <laughs> <laughs> was it football or lacrosse? They had no, it was uh, football. They were coming off a dominant win. Okay, I um, celebrating the. the uh, but I think with the reason why I would tip the hat to the Blue Whale House is because of the the company, the ambiance, the. Uh, I mean, aside from the. Yankees fans who I guess didn't realize that the team could not hear them in Jersey, but the, um, I think it was just overall the, the, the package 
was was made the meal better for me Saturday night than, yeah. than yesterday. There were no there was pancakes, but still, right. uh, there were other things involved. Well, the Blue Ale House gets points for me because I don't know what the team was, but the pitcher's name was David Price, and he was laying a giant turd. Awesome. They're in the game, yep. so people were. I, I was going to start like David Price sucks, but you know they wouldn't know. They wouldn't be in on the joke. Well, but. Yankees fans' enthusiasm was short lived because they've already been eliminated by the Red Sox. Yes, they have eliminated from what the, the playoffs. Oh, yeah. okay. There you go. Look at that. Yep. Well, on to day four. Day four. Day four. The wind down day. Yeah. The souvenirs and spending money. Vince threw the gauntlet down. He said he was going. His goal on Sunday was to spend money. I did to a certain extent, but not as marginally. Not as much as I wanted to. Yeah, Barely. yeah. Um, I'm going to adopt the Jason Wood approach. Um, what was it? Friday. I saw the vinyl. Yeah, should have bought it. Yep, should have yep. bought it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And shout out to the Skull Brain crew uh the two guys that were um highlighting the booth it wasn't their booth they were just uh there uh for some color and uh they had a bunch of vinyl a lot of it um i could get on skull brain but there was a piece or two that i haven't seen and i like i said i just should have bought them and uh fooey on me for for looking and not uh taking home Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got to catch up with Russ Braun on Sunday and ended up uh, meeting Jay Lyston. I've, I've been internet friends with Jay Lyston for a long time, but never put a face to a name until uh, till we both happened to be up at Russ's booth at the same time. Also, um, although I had talked to him earlier in the weekend, had a great chat with Brian Level about tattooing. Uh, for those that don't know, Brian, in addition to being a badass comic book artist, is the owner of a well-regarded tattoo shop. And we uh, chatted about tattooing, and he he has a very fresh and different outlook on tattooing than I do. I wish I could share his view, but the mm. quote of the weekend was, he said to me, because I was lamenting how hard it's been to find another tattoo artist because all of my tattoos were done by Stringer, and it's just hard to trust someone else. And he said, my, my dude, you of all people should understand that your body is just one giant jam piece. And I, I love the sentiment. I can't co-sign on, the, on the, the statement, but I love the idea behind it. So, Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah, it's a good way to, to approach it. Um so uh, I managed to find that uh, second Monster Hunter pop on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Dap and, and I y'all found a Lego stand for me. Yes, 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 and and you bought some awesome pieces. Yes, Jackson was quite quite happy. Yeah, but uh, b- books were had. Should we run down the list of stuff that we eventually took home? Sure. Is there anything from Sunday we 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 have to add? Uh, Sunday was pretty low key. We just said our goodbyes and yeah, it was uh, fooey on um, the port authority for closing the roof not one but two days in a row. Yeah, 
that's that's our usually our usual parking spot. We just make a a beeline to the roof. It's it's convenient for us. It's easily accessible. We would just walk, walk right to the elevator. Boom. We had to find somewhere else to park, and it was just it wasn't it wasn't difficult, but it was more of a hassle, you know. Mm-hmm. So fooey on uh, Port Authority, but um, Sunday uh, I managed uh, here. I, I actually wrote down everything that I bought. Wow. Yes. Uh, the stuff that followed me home from New York Comic Con, uh, I got the Eye Collection. This is the thing that David coveted by Bill Shelley from Hamster Press. And within the pages, you will expect to find Ron Friends, Joseph Rubenstein, Tom Christopher, Terry Beatty, Bill Black, Michael T. Gilbert, which is probably the reason that David was, was fetishing yeah, it. Yeah, Vince will give me this when he's done reading it. Dick Giordano, Grass Green, Batten Last, Jerry Ordway, Roy Thomas, Bill Joe White, and more. I got the shitty Dark Knight. Publisher uh, Dave Baker stopped me in Artist Alley while wearing my Matthew Allison t-shirt. And he handed me a copy of the book, which he published. Uh, the, the pitch behind Shitty Dark Knight is, and I quote, Shitty Dark Knight is a formalist exercise analyzing the language of comics its goal is to boil down the visual storytelling in Dark Knight Returns to its worst possible execution in order to see if it still communicates effectively. Uh, with the collective talents of Nicole Gu, Jordan Gibson, Alexi Zirit, Nick Darrington, Malachi Ward, Sam Grinberg, Colby Bluth, Tom Neely, Paul Maybury, Erwin Papa, Baldemar Rivas, Buster Moody, Jim Mafood, Matthew Allison, Andrew McLean, Ryan Quackenburst, uh, Jim Rugg, and Zach Soto. Shitty Dark Knight scene seeks to scrutinize the masterful use of illustration and panel composition in one of the most critically lauded comic books of our time. Needless to say, Matthew Allison's contribution is by far the best. Uh, gave me a case of the giddies. Uh, I also bought more fund comics, an all-star benefit for the comic book Legal, Legal Defense Fund by Skydog Press, featuring work by Eric Larson, which is why I bought it in the first place. George Perez, John Romita, John Romita Jr., Terry Dodson, Michael Avon Oming, Brando, Frank Cho, Art Adams, Jeff Johns, the list is long. Um, Triple X International, which, yes, you'll hear more about this, by the Panther Brothers from Dark Horse. I got a book called Zendra 1.0, Collocation from Penny Farthing Press by Stuart Moore and Martin Montiel. It has a Lewis Royal cover. But don't hold that against it. The absolute best thing I got at the con, hands down, was Brian Talbot's Brainstorm, the complete Chester P. Hackenbush, and other underground classics from, appropriately, Alchemy Books. I'll save the talk about that for a future episode, because it's awesome. Ryan Brownie, uh, I got God Hates Astronauts 3D Cowboys 2D Spectacular. With Guts by Paolo Rivera, James Heron, Greg Smallwood, Andy McDonald, Ryan Lee, Rob Guillory, Chris Burnham, Xander Cannon, Buster Moody, Robert Wilson IV, and Joe Quinones. Uh, and Ryan drew yet another phallic image in the book for me. Uh, assorted issues of Legion of Superheroes Volume 4, Acclaim Valiant Books, First, class, uh, first Classic Illustrated. I've been on a hunt to complete the Classic Illustrated collection for a while so i'm almost there 
Uh, let's see. Marvel's Open Space Anthology, Dr. Midnight by Matt Wagner and John K. Snyder III, a bunch of extreme books, a couple shadow books, a nice chunk of Fire from Heaven featuring Wildcats Gen 13, Wetworks, you know the drill. Uh, Mystery in Space by uh, Jim Starlin featuring Captain Comet and the Weird. Uh, one issue late in the run of OD, uh, Odyssey. Uh, Sargon the Sorcerer, the last issue I needed to finish the Helm of Fate mini event. I got the Justice Society Returns lead-in issues, which I sold, and now I have them back. And that is Star Spangled Comics, Smash Comics, Thrilling Comics, and another one I didn't write down. Marvel Super Special number 24 by Brett Blevins featuring the Dark Crystal. Arcade number 5 from the spring of 1976 from the Print Mint featuring Robert Crumb, S. Clay Wilson, Kim Deitch, Justin Green, Spain, Robert Williams, and more. But most importantly, it was edited by Art Spiegelman and Bill Griffith. Uh, the... Uh, Dennis Kitchen Bugle, and that's uh, that's all of the paper I bought. All told, about sixty uh, floppies and and a bunch of trades. Um, on I bought one piece of art. It is the second page of the tenth issue of Spidey, by written by Robbie Thompson. But I bought. The page because Mr. Nathan Stockman had it last year. Um, he left. We did not. We weren't able to meet um, before he left on Sunday last year. And lo and behold, when um, Jason was at the table to talk to uh, Owen about his jam square on his Wolverine jam piece, uh, I flipped through Nate's portfolio and and um, there it was still waiting for me. So I finally. Left with that. As far as paper, um, comics interview number 86, which is a uh, John Byrne threat or menace cover story. Uh, mentioned Bizarre Sex, some Nexus, the four parts of um, The Demon featuring Lobo. Uh, that's a Demon. Um, sorry. Uh, 12, 13, 14, and 15, Secret Origins, number 10, which is a Legends tie-in, but is uh, all three chapters are on various origins of the Phantom Stranger. Uh, the Human Target one-shot, uh, Fantastic Four annual and a couple of issues, the Mundans Bar annual, uh, six issues of the Screamer miniseries, um, Ed Vince's Behest, the 13 issues of Haywire, uh, various issues of Justice League America, Issue of Megalith, uh, X Factor number 92 with the hologram card cover uh, by Casada. The eighth issue of Deep State, which I bought the first seven issues of and, uh, at Heroes in Charlotte earlier this year. So now I have the complete set to send to someone. Uh, Nexus and uh, Magnus Robot Fighter. And I mentioned to Vince that um, I already bought the first issue in Charlotte. Uh, so now I'll, I'm on the lookout for a second, number two. So that'll give me two complete sets. Uh, what was it? World Without End, which also Vince had me buy. That's by uh, Jamie Delano and John Higgins. Higgins, man. Whew. The um, Howard Shakin's complete classic, Iron Wolf, uh, an issue of Action Comics, which 
Superman and the Spectre. Three issues featuring classic art by John Byrne of Doomsday Squad from uh, Fantagraphics. Uh, the few issues of Starman I mentioned, now signed by Tom Lyle. Um, Vince already mentioned Triple X by the Panda Brothers. The big book of Lethargic Lad. Uh, the Peter David and George Perez Saxon Violence trade paperback. And there's a Peter David story to tell. Uh, the Crossfire uh, Volume 1, Hollywood Hero and Crossfire Number 2. Superman Infinite City by Mike Kennedy and Carlos Meglia. Union Station, Andy Parks' first written work. And I stopped by the Lion Forge table booth to um well i wanted to see if we were able if we'd be able to talk to um ezra regarding upgrade soul we couldn't we didn't uh but i left with three books they were having a sale uh curtain call uh the little red wolf and a sea of love because i think that's been spoken about on this podcast and i brought with me my copy of god hates astronauts the uh, 3D Cowboy 2D Spectacular for Ryan to uh, deface or mark or what have you, which he did. Um, he seems to have some regret over that and asked if I wouldn't mind getting another book to replace this one, um, but I couldn't. And it's just because he had, he drew penises for you too. Well, that's the thing. This if when When I... Shuffle off this mortal coil. This book will be uh, left to Vince. Thank so you. So it will, um, can be added to his collection of Ryan Brown penises. Yes, because Jason has the largest collection of domino images in the world. That's cool and everything. But, but I, I have the most massive engorged uh, collection of Ryan Brownie penis drawings in the world. There's no one that has more Ryan Brownie penis drawings than I do. Except for maybe his wife. I don't, know. I don't know. I think I have more. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so you yeah, Ryan also uh, talked about it, an upcoming future project, actually two of them. Um, the, the, the second one with the, um, the one page uh, strips I, I am all about. I think he's going to get someone else to draw that, but um, that's not our story to tell the, um, they're, the the way the men's room work at at the Javits Center. Where is this go? Oh yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> it's there's there's a couple of lines, and you this know is the, you have, this is this is the riveting section of the. Of the, of the <laughs> wow, why you got to oh, go oh, there? Right. I mean, Jeez. The last ten minutes has, so been, has been seat of edge of our seats. Wow. We don't have to go there. No. Yes, we do. Screw him. Oh. It was a good experience. <laughs> it was. It was. It, so we, um, Vince and I are standing on line to get into the men's room, uh, and someone is coming up, um, very quickly. Yes. On, on my left, uh, just like Steve Rogers and, and, uh, is saying, excuse me. And he, um, profusely sweating and, 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 and I, I tap Vince on the shoulder and I, I basically say, you know, look out, you know, Peter David has to pee yeah. and, and he, uh, which of course caused Mr. David to to chuckle and 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 he um, he makes his way into the restroom and, and Vince and I follow because 
some of the other people have to do something else. So we're we're walking in to to, to the one section where um where the urinals are set up. So we're walking in, and I'm waiting for a guy to finish. And and Vince basically, oh, go ahead. How, how, how would you explain? I had to, I had to almost pull you because the guy that finished was between myself and Peter David. And I said, David, get in there. And and Peter looks at me, and I said, how many time? How many opportunities do you have to pee next to Peter David? And he got a chuckle on it about yeah. it, and he told us a story. It instigated a story as we're. Standing there doing our business, Peter David is telling us a story. It was magic. It was. It was. And and we um so we all leave and and, and go about our, our, our business and I think Jason noticed that that did uh, Peter, Peter David announces a news Kickstarter to pay for lunch that day or right. well he was <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, um, you're a bad it was, boy. It was, you know, it was definitely it, it was it was yet another highlight on on top of many highlights yeah. of of, of and it was, dude. Um, we peed next to Peter David. Damn it! Yeah, that's it. Awesome. That's a takeaway. That's good. Yes. I'm 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 satiated, and you will be too. <laughs> um, as so so that is our our con wrap up. We, we've covered all the bases, I think, sufficiently well. Uh, here's to New York Comic Con 2019. Can't wait. Hope you're there. If you are there, hit us up, and we'll root through some long boxes together. Yes. Yeah. And thank you very much to everyone we saw and talked with and, and experienced uh, uh, things with and broke bread <laughs> with. It was, a, it was a great experience. We love you all, and we want to do it again next year with you. So, you know the drill. If you want to get your books, get them fast, get them delivered right to your door with a minimum of effort and a maximum of savings, all you got to do is go to Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. That's DCBService.com, where you'll get everything in the previews catalog for a fraction of what the other guys are paying, such as Dark... Oops. Oh, come here. Yeah. Dark Days, The Road to Metal, and Dark Knight's Metal from DC, both of which are $9.99 apiece. Uh, Scotty Young's Deadpool, Volume 1, Merkin Hard for Money, is a paltry $8.99 for six issues of a Marvel book, which is really good. And uh, from Dynamite, it's Hack Slash versus Chaos, number one by Tim Seeley and Rafa Labosco is uh, three ninety nine cover. You can have it for a dollar ninety nine. DCBService.com. In your travels, I want you to go to a Walmart. Nice, I do. Because these DC books, these hundred page giants, are a fabulous value. Now, we've said before that we are not the target for these things. They, they feature mostly reprints, um, nestled behind a new story by whether, you know, Tom King or, or Mr. Bendis. But, um, I could not resist picking up this book because it is dead center in my heart. It's the DC 100 page comic giant Swamp Things Halloween Horror. Now, this thing is chock full of stuff. Uh, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't be specific, but you get the first appearance of Swamp Thing or the, the, the creature that would eventually lead to the, the character we know as Swamp Thing from House of Secrets 92. You get that issue of Batman uh, that Neil Adams drew, the Night of the Reaper. 
in which he included Barry, um, Bernie Wrightson as one of the characters in the story. You get the Brave and the Bold team up between Aquaman and the Demon. Mm. So, so fire and water, get it. There is a, uh, a Jonathan Crane story, The Ballad of Jonathan Crane. There's a Superman story in which he fights zombies and, and um, a, a Gotham story. There's a team up between Blue Devil and uh, Enchantress in which two characters are not thinly veiled representations of Charlie Brown and Linus. Um, but the kicker for me is the lead-in story. And it's a Swamp Thing story called Hollow, written by Brian Azzarello, with art by Greg Capullo and Jonathan Glapion on inks. It's a triumph visually. It's a travesty in terms of story. The the art, obviously, by Greg Capullo is absolutely gorgeous. I love his Swamp Thing. The story is like Mr. Azzarello has never, ever read a Swamp Thing story before. Um, there's a young girl and she's talking about how, you know, the barrier between dimensions is thinnest at Halloween and the, the nasties are trying to poke through and get into our dimension. And, and, you know, it's been done a million times, but it's fun. It's a neat premise. And, and she's, she's talking to a bunch of ne'er-do-wells who are dressed up as, as goblins and they have, uh, hogtied a bunch of kids to a tree and she's like, um, you know, I saw a monster once, and I lost an eye in the process. And she encounters the Swamp Thing. And we're supposed to believe that as payment for her witnessing the Swamp Thing, that he plucked out her eye. Now, where in all of the Swamp Thing mythology would it be right that Swamp Thing would harm a human being. Like, take an eyeball from a human just for looking at him. Abby'd be totally blind, right? Yeah. Jester, I mean, the whole Justice League wouldn't have eyes. But um, it's a silly premise. But in terms of the the narrative, it works. So it's it's force-fed. Swamp Thing is bemoaning the fact that... um, humanity has lost their fear and something called the baron is trying to get into our reality and humans better be damn scared of it because i'm going to make them scared of me because i'm the thing that's going to battle this thing so i want humans to be afraid of me so in terms of that it works that he plucked this girl's eye out but that's not swamp thing i don't know who this character is it looks like swamp thing but it doesn't he talks like he speaks like tonto like that's ridiculous too and it it also seems that azarello the dialogue of this girl swamp thing calls her twiglet her dialogue's all over the place like the the beginning salvo she says i mean i'm sorry i scared you I mean, I probably shouldn't be here. I mean, I thought you, I mean, you look like monsters and there's no such next panel thing. But what if I'm wrong? I mean, and, and she keeps saying, I mean, but in the, at the very next page, she has 
the elocu- elocution to say there are doors, crusty gates in primordial places where names you can't even begin to pronounce. Like, this is the same character? The, 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 it's a mess. This story is a mess. But if you love beautiful art, it's more than enough reason to buy this book because it's chock full of it. Not the least of which is Greg Capullo on Swamp Thing. His Swamp Thing is a beast. It's beautiful. He draws an albino alligator. It's magnificent. It's just that the story is ridiculous and half-assed and, and, and ham-fisted. So, yeah. But it's, the, it's, a, it's a short story. The rest of the issue is great. Um, but it's all great art, and it's only five bucks for 100 pages. You could do a hell of a lot worse. So get yourself to a, a Walmart and get the Swamp Thing Halloween Horror Special. Um, it will be worth the effort. Or um, feeling like a not-nice person for shopping at Walmart. But whatever. Go get it. Do it. Yeah. Ah, All right. Um this is going to be just short and quick because I didn't finish it, but um, what I've read of it, I have really enjoyed. It is an original graphic novel. It's called My Heroes Have Always Been Junkies. It is a criminal novella. Damn it. By Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips with beautiful colors by Jacob Phillips. Um, it is set in the criminal universe. Uh, the main character, Ellie, I believe, will be seen next year in upcoming stories. But um, I cannot. Uh, I would have finished it if, if we weren't recording tonight. I, I can't not turn these pages. It's it's just there's just something about it. I, we were fans of um, of Edward Baker's work, and I, I don't know what it what he did in this particular particular story that um that has me riveted but uh it was released this week by image um if you haven't checked it out um please do so it'll probably go into more after i finish it um i know that this is uh, this is our recap we recorded early last week so there was no new releases there really isn't anything as far as new releases that we're going to discuss this week we'll we'll catch up Next week, uh, we might have a couple of quick hits, but um, I definitely wanted to mention this, which came out yesterday. So, uh, my heroes have always been junkies in your travels. Read it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, it's short. It's only like 80 pages. It is. Yeah. 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 It's a novella, according to the description. Um, uh, we've actually seen Ellie before as well. Um, she, she is going to be featured in the new criminal uh, single issue run, but, she, but we have seen her at a younger age in criminal before. Um, I thought that the coloring was fascinating. Um, it looks, it looks different than everything that's come before because Elizabeth Breitweiser's very realistic colors weren't a part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, it was also interesting that Sean did a much looser line work in this book. Um, I don't know if that's just his new style because I haven't read kill or be killed other than the first issue. So, um, but, uh, I know that this was definitely Brubaker's most personal work to date. Um, much like Ellie's flashbacks of growing up with an addict for a parent and going to rehab meetings and the like, that was the life that he lived. And he was very open about that when 
first announcing this book. And he took a lot of uh, inspiration for the character and for the book um, from from his 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 past life experiences. Um, I, I thought the the the, the crime, the, the actual hook of the book was relatively straightforward. I, I didn't I didn't see a lot of uh, oh shit or, or any wow from the from it, but I thought it was well executed. Um, I definitely think it looked better than it read for me, but but uh, but it was good. Um, in your travels, a shocking in your travels for everybody. I'm going to recommend that you go ahead and watch the newest season of Doctor Who. Who are you? As I live and breathe. Who are oh, you? My stars and garters. I promised uh, Dap and a few of our Whovian listeners that I would give the first episode a try. And I'm not going to lie and say it's like my new favorite thing. But I found it to be good enough that I'll try the second episode. Um, I gather from reading after watching the show that it's a very, like some of the things I think I might have criticized, I guess, are just commonplace when you're having a new a new doctor in that she's been reincarnated in a new body and she's kind of got to come to terms with that. She doesn't quite remember who she is. She doesn't quite remember her purpose or like her abilities, and and they kind of come back over the course of the first episode, which is really almost like a, a almost a full length movie in terms of its length. Um, but but once once that's back, uh, once that's back, that you know she uh, she uh, she does her thing. So yeah, I thought that uh, she was very charming, and um, the companions all seemed interesting to me at first blush. So uh, yeah, I'll give it a try. I will say uh, the special effects were much better than I remember them. So yay CGI and, and modern budgets. But um, I did think that the the villain wasn't exactly uh, it wasn't like action packed the first episode, but but it was charming. So I will I will give it another roll. She is and cute. You should too. Cute as a button. Oh, she is for, for an old abroad. I mean, she's a bit old, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, she's not sexy. I mean, she's like an older woman. She's I, not like... I disagree. Well, I disagree. how old is she? Like in her late 40s? You could be sexy in your late 40s. I, I'm not saying that you can't be. I, I don't think she, she qualifies. I think she's she's quirky. I don't know. That, I wouldn't call her sexy, but... Okay. That's all right. I don't think she... I mean, I also don't think the role is meant to be sexy. I don't think that's the point no, it's of the role not. at all. It's, yeah. Yeah. There you go. All right. A corner has been turned. And and you witnessed it here. Um, thank you for being here with us once again. If you want to experience other things with us, come on our Facebook page and the Twitters and check out our Patreon thing, patreon.com. She was born in 1982. She's young. Forward slash. Oh gosh, she looks bad for age. Forward slash 110COMICS, where you can hear the audio bit that we've, uh, if you're not a patron, that we've released to the public. And uh, we just have a whole bunch of fun, and you will too. So uh, in the meantime, thank you very much, NYCC, and everyone that was there. Say goodnight. <laughs> David. Oh. Good night. <laughs> David. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Pretty spot on. There you go. All right. That's a wrap, people. We love you so much. Say goodnight. Thanks for listening. Can't believe she's only 36. Wow. (laughs) Jesus Christ.
It wasn't action-packed because you have to get to know the companions first. I assumed. Yeah. Yeah, it's all it, it, it's all it, it's all set up. I'm I'm they there's a bit of a it feels different based on on the past couple of doctors only because of the the different Moffat's not involved now and, and it's just it's um I was gonna watch it regardless, but yeah, there was something about the the premiere that really sunk its teeth in. Good. I know it matters a lot to you. No. 